And greetings, greetings everybody. Sorry about that delay. This is Griffin Gaming and welcome to Soul Citizens. It's another Sunday and I'm here with a couple more of my Soul Citizen brothers. Uh, good to see everybody here. Thank you guys for joining us again. And we are back with, uh, let's see, let me start with the, on my screen it's on the bottom. So let's start with 10th Sigma. 10th, tell them what's All up. Right. What's going on everybody? Uh, good to be back. Um on the show this week i think uh this is gonna be a great show i'm pretty excited about it um as always as all the shows but uh happy to be in the house yeah yeah there's a reason why he's happy guys there's anything that has to do with economy economics finance finance money, uh yeah. synth is the guy uh this is the that's guy it. who loves doing stuff that none of us like doing that has to do with numbers and counting so <laughs> that's it. this is his that's expertise it. show you know i just <laughs> noticed for the first time i don't know why i kept thinking that your background was tara i i just realized that that's new babbage that's behind it's new I, babbage I, I don't know why whenever i see it i always think about, about tara for some reason but it just i just yeah. saw the uh, the nest behind your head and i'm like wait a minute that's not uh, tara that's new babbage <laughs> now, is this that, is right that did you pick that because that's where you want to be or is this because it was just a pretty oh, yeah. picture absolutely this is my uh, place i mean until i see tara mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know this is going to be one of the uh five vacation homes i guess maybe. <laughs> your winter your winter getaway yeah, right. <laughs> okay. very cool very cool yeah, the nest is cool it. and uh last but not least the the man the myth the legend mr fast card fast card fc how are you know what i never ask you I know when I tried to go by fast cart only, you told me that you I couldn't use that officially. That it is, is it is is it actually FC? Is it FC fast cart fast cart FC? Which or is it just what is it? Oh, either way, either way. Yeah. Uh, my website is fast cart FC. Okay. I, 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 only on Discord I go by FC fast cart because it's easier to ping me by typing in at FC than hitting tab. So that's why I, I do that on Discord. Uh... Fast cart FC is that. Oh, on my business card it says Fast Card FC. Okay, all right. So all right. It, 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 you want to be official that way? You can you can say that. I got you. But you, but but you talk about the, the economy and everything, and, and and the first thing that went went through my head was money, 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 money. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely, and and that's partially what we're going to be talking about today. So. Oh, thank you for clarifying the FC thing. So, ladies, just hit FC. That's how you find them. Don't worry about typing in fast card. Just hit FC and you know how to find them. Um, so, okay. Um, listen, it's been a busy week again, always with uh, the community in CIG. Uh, this was kind of a fine-tuning week for 3.10, which a lot of us have been waiting on. It's finally out. They're still working out some bugs. I think we're on maybe D now, maybe E. I can't remember which one they've got, which update it is, but it's mostly bug fixing and... I think there's some still some stability issues um, with 30Ks. I still hear, that's probably the one thing I hear the most about. I don't know about you guys. Have you been watching people or you've been playing? What you've you been doing? Uh, I've been, I've been talking, I haven't been able to get in uh, to the verse, but uh, I've been talking to a couple people who said that it was, it was pretty smooth. Mm -hmm. And then some others were talking about they had 30Ks. And I guess there was a particular bug that was going around uh where upon login uh people were losing all their ADC. yeah 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 so yeah that's what i heard the extent of that so yeah, yeah i haven't experienced it firsthand but that's right yeah some people heard. went to some terminals and when they go to buy something to stock up their ship they put the money in and they go out there and there'd be no sh nothing in the ship <laughs> and the money be gone <laughs> right. too. That's a straight. Yeah. That's a straight rip. That's not uh, too have too uh, yeah. too thrilling of a thing. 
Uh, Fast Card, what about you? You've been watching folks? Been Have you gotten the game at all, or what you been doing with it? I haven't been getting into the game. I watched a little bit, but um, I'm, I'm more interested in seeing how the um, people are using the trading app so, so far. I haven't I okay. haven't seen that yet. Yeah. But uh, have, you, have you guys tried that out, the trading? Yeah, I've just used it to transfer money a few times, and it works flawlessly, you know, no problem. I don't, what I didn't notice, and maybe Tenth, maybe you noticed it. I don't know, does it notify you? Because someone transferred some money to me, and I don't ever remember something letting me know that the money was there. I just happened to look in there, and then I saw that there was money that was more than I had before. Yeah. And I'm curious no, if there's I, some type of I flag. No, I hadn't, I hadn't seen anything like that. Yeah. Um, It'd be cool to get, like, a little flag yeah. or something, you know, like they have the icon that pops up well, when someone wants to be your friend. Maybe something that popped up to say, hey, there's been a transaction in some form. You've been, you received or... Well, maybe yeah. you just need a, 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 a new mobigraph that'll, that'll send you uh, that alert. You got to buy the, the top tier, the, the, the 80... <laughs> I got the basic one. I need to get the upgrade, the premium Moby glass or something. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that yeah. is the deal. I don't know. Uh, Fast cart real quick. And I, I know I didn't brief you on this ahead of time. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how CIG did this week? Because we're, we're talking about the Talon a little bit. Uh, you guys know that the Talon was released. Uh, Isperia. Uh, following the Tavar, and I'm, I've got to figure out what's the right way to say this word because I always say Tavarin, and then I've heard Teverin, and I never know which one is the right one. I don't know if it's you know. I said I said Tavarin. Tavarin. It's, it's the same yeah. thing for Zion or Zion. Your Aegis or Aegis uh, or whatever, right? Uh, you know, Aegis or Aegis, potato, yeah, exactly. potato. I mean, <laughs> as, as far as I as far as I can tell, Chris Roberts like it when when there's debate among pronunciation. Yeah. He, 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 he he's enjoying it. So. It, it, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But as far as crowdfunding, I don't have the spreadsheet up in front of me. And if I try to get it, it'll, it'll de delay my system. Yeah, no or, problem. Or load. But, but, they, but, they, but they were making, they made quite a bit. Um, oh, I have the, I have the, um, the screenshot from a few days ago. Okay. I can show that. Yeah. But um, yeah, they like almost half a million a day. Wow. On average. Yeah. Wow. And wow. um and and from relay yesterday, I learned I didn't I didn't know this. I I thought when merchandise, uh, when you buy something for the from the from the physical store, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't contribute to the um crowdfunding um. Um, right, page. right. The numbers, but right. evidently it does. But just just a small amount. It's like whatever profit they they make, it, it adds to it. Mm. So you know, so so he, I'm pretty sure they sold like maybe thousands of, of picos. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that, every pico you buy it could contribute to crowdfunding too. So that yeah. that. And I mean, I would think that you know, in general, that that would be the case. Uh, and, and let me ask you this, tenth. Um, in the midst of all the controversy that's been coming up over the past couple of weeks or the past month, two points of controversy, right? One of them was yeah. the whole Squadron 42 piece, right? Everybody's waiting from the community to see something on that. Oh, yeah. And then the other piece of controversy was that it was taking quite a while for 310 to finally get released. How do you explain in the midst of all that, you know, even some of the uh, online internet magazines that kind of, you know what I mean, squawked and raised oh, sand, yeah. but then they turn around and make all this money right behind it right i mean when is the revolution going to happen when is the revolt going to happen where the community says too much we're not buying anymore these you can't you can't con us with these ships anymore uh what's happening because yeah. people keep buying you know people people keep going in that's the thing i think i was saying on uh the uh the, the new show uh, a couple weeks ago 
you know, if you really want, if and this is at the height of the, you know, the 310 not launching roadmap, the roadmap for the roadmap, you know, news and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I said, hey, if you want to send a message, you know, the next thing they put out, just don't buy it, you know, or and, and walk away from the game. And, you know, of course, I'm not trying to, you know, make sure that CIG is not getting what they their money, you know, for what they put out. But if you have a problem with it, the as an investor, you know, or backer, you got to speak with the wallet. You know, that's what they've come to. Yeah, but but here's the paradox, know. right? Because that's what we tell people, yeah. right? If you want to hurt them, talk with your wallet, but, right? But it's not what's happening. With all the griping and all the complaining, <laughs> there's there. I mean, that's not you don't. It'd be different if we saw a like, and you know economics, right? We don't see the numbers yeah. dip. They're making more money than they've ever made. We're eight years well, into the project, on. right? But so is yeah, all. So my question is: Is all the barking just barking? I mean, is it just I think people that, just? I think it's. Here's 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 my take. My take is, when you come towards the, it's the you know patches run in cycles, right? right. Like everybody's hyped at the beginning of the patch, um, and then you know your people who jump in and jump out mid patch, people who keep going full cycle, and then once everybody is on the other side of the cycle, they've done everything, they've traded everything, they've made their millions, they've seen their places, they've tried this new thing, they've done this new whatever, they begin squawking about newer stuff. So it it was 310, right, which was the which was the big piece, having been delayed. But then having not seen Squadron 42 update uh, that they were promised, they combined those together, so that's like a, they chained that together, and then and then the roadmap for the roadmap update, and that was all before 310 drops. 310 drops, you have the Talon that gets released, and you know people are still like, hey, I want to pick that up, you know, and hey, I got to test it out, I got to get back in, and it's almost <laughs> like that CIG says, okay, okay, we heard you, but here's a ship. And everyone's like, okay, <laughs> thank you, you know, like, and we're back at it, you know. So really, I just think that um, you know, for some people like myself. Um, I think that for me, I probably won't be buying a lot of other ships. I've said before, my, my fleet's pretty much complete, but right. um, the I, I just don't want to throw any more money into the project until I see a little bit more on um, how they move in the development um, and how fast they're, they're going to go with it. Um, I don't have any doubt. I'm not, on, I'm not on scam citizen train. I'm not anything like that. It's just... You're taking so, eight years. So, Mr. You know, Origin, so. you're telling me that if an Origin 400 <laughs> Learjet type yeah. of four-seater luxury mean, piece came out, you'd listen. sit there and just say, you know, you guys aren't putting out enough for me. All, deal, I'm, 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 I'm all deals have exceptions, Grip. All deals have exceptions. <laughs> okay, so you got to out. I'm altering the, the deal. Please, I don't alter it any further. <laughs> That, oh, that no, is no. funny. That is funny. Lady Space Patrol, that's yeah. a very good question that you asked. And Lady Space Patrol says, do we know if the revenue is many single transactions or just a few good whales? You know, in, in, if you look at what happened back when Invictus took place on that sale, we know that a lot of whales came out, right? Because there was the big sale of the javelins and the yeah. Idrises that, that literally flew Boy, out of the window within three minutes. They were gone. Uh, but yeah, this particular sale, time. yeah, absolutely. But this particular sale, Lady Space Patrol, in the numbers that FastCard posted, were really in relation to what happened with just something as simple as the $90 Talon that came out. And literally, Pico. I mean, this month, was there was nothing substantial. You know, I don't think that the whales went out and bought like a thousand Talons. I think it was just, yeah, right. I think that what was the appeal, and you guys give me your feelings on it, 
was the fact that most of the times when an alien ship comes out, they're automatically very cool. Uh, they're people who collect them. They have the alien yeah. tax, so they're a little bit pricey. But, this one doesn't. But exactly, Fast Cart. We want to talk about that, Fast Cart. What, what do you think about this $90 price tag for an alien ship? Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Like, I, I watched the Inside Star Citizen and it compared it to the um, Gladius. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's comparable prices with, um, I mean, with, with comparable armament. And, 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 and even better, you can, you can get a missile boat, which is, I, I, I personally am a big fan of missile boat. But I don't, I'm not that fond of, of the glass cannon nature of, of the of the talent personally. Mm -hmm. But other people are, and you don't, there's no alien tax. Normally it's like 25 or $50. Um, high uh, price increase like the glaive is comparable to I want to say the hornet maybe, but it's like a hundred uh, mm -hmm. uh, almost yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot it's, more. It's a, yeah. much more expensive. Mm -hmm. But uh, you were talking about before about um the the, the complaint versus the the, the, the money they're, they're raising. I mean, I said this before. I, I think I said it on this show. The amount of salt the community generate can salt. Boston, Boston Road for ten years. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no end to to, to the people or, or the amount of complaints, even a vocal minority, a number of complaints that you know they can um, generate week to week, depending on what, what news come out. And I, and I also want to go back and say, say about the roadmap to the roadmap. I've joked about it, you know, because it's, it's in my nature to, to, to joke about that stuff. But when I read the actual thing the first time, my first impression, I took I just took them at their word, and um, you know I, I didn't I didn't I didn't it didn't click it was a roadmap to a roadmap to me. I just said oh they're gonna work on it to put out a roadmap. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. Yeah. Yeah, but um, as far as, the, as far as the other sale yet, yeah, it's it's, it's I, I I would be interested in to see how many um, ships are being sold um, at, at ninety dollars because um, it, I mean it it, it it is another CCR LTI token, but it, it, it's not really cheap compared like a fifty dollar LTI token. Yeah. I mean, when people, the rock, you could definitely question how many people bought rocks, not because they're interested in mining, but it was the $50 token. But for me, when right. you get above $75, near $100, I don't, I know people always say, well, you can always use it as a token. But I, I, I hear that more like a, if something better comes out, I'll trade it. Uh, where when people got the rock, they could care less. You know what I mean? Some, I'm a miner, so I, you know, the rock was cool with me. But other people, they all they see is token with an item like that. Um, I was definitely surprised at the $90 price tag. I did not expect it. Um, it definitely puts us in the comparable area of the Arrow. And like you said, the, um, yeah. the uh, what was the other ship you mentioned? The Aegis one? Gladius. The Gladius, right. Um, I, I always worry a little bit about the Gladius themes. And I guess for light fighters, we don't have that many. Those are the two. The Arrow has pretty much been dominating. And the Gladius, even though there's some people who feel like maybe that ship's getting old, the Gladius is always going to stay relevant because it's the ship that you have to fly in Squadron 42. So yeah. no matter how you feel about it, <laughs> you might want to learn how it's to fly here. a Gladius. Right, exactly. <laughs> We're going to say fast card? Real quick, I, I, I also forgot. Not only did the, uh, the, uh, the Rock and the... Um, the talent are out. When 310 came out, they 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 
had a special, not a special, but um, the, the, old, the, the M50 and the other 310 ships also had a, had a special deal. So people might, that might have generated mm. some interest in, in people buying too. Yeah, and there were people who I know said that they were waiting to see the M50 update because they were looking forward to it. And some people who went back and repurchased theirs when they melted. So you're right. I didn't even think about the M50. That was definitely another factor. Lady Space Patrol, I agree with you. Hot tubs are definitely in. My Phoenix has one, so can't go wrong if it's got a hot tub. I agree. Well, <clears throat> that was our quick update, gang. We're going to go ahead and jump into the subject for this week, and that's trading starships. Um, I kind of gave a brief to both 10th and Fast Cart when we got started that uh, I'm kind of taking a little bit of control in relation to what's going to be on screen. And I don't mean necessarily the technical side. I mean what you actually see because I want to challenge them and get their feedback as well as get your feedback about what it means to have a trading starship. Um, one of the things that I see people do in Star Citizen all the time, and please forgive me, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I'm just this type of person. I, I really embrace the idea of Chris Roberts creating a game that there are careers that there are things that are designed a certain way to do certain things. For example, um, obviously you can play Star Citizen as a solo player, but his real emphasis is multi-crew and creating a social dynamic. Because as you guys know, in games like World of Warcraft, like EVE, the social dynamic is one of the things that keeps those games going, regardless to what's happening in relation to the actual you know, development of the game. The social dynamic is kind of like the glue for those games. Um, and so when we talk about trading starships, I'm going to be listing some ships today that some people may agree with, some people may disagree with, some of you may feel there's some ships I've left off the list. Um, let me give an example of, let me give you my definition of trading, and I'll see if Fast Cart and Tint Sigma agree. What I believe trading is, is when I'm doing some form of commerce, sales, transaction, but the items that I am doing the transaction about or over are items that I personally own. They are things that my money is invested in, and I am trying to make a profit off of those items. So I literally own whatever is on that Banu or whatever that ship is. It's my stuff. Where when I look at cargo, cargo is when I'm contracted out. When 10 Sigma hires me and says, Griff, I need you to move these medical supplies from here to there. I have no personal interest in those items beyond the fact that I'm going to get paid when I get there. Does that make sense, guys? Do you agree with that, or do you have a different sure. variation of that? That's a good definition. That's, yeah, a, that's good agree. enough. Okay. Back to look that. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. So understand that the ships that I selected for us to talk about are based around that definition. Now, I know you could use a Carrick <laughs> to do trading if you wanted to, but the Carrick <laughs> is not going to appear on my list because I look at the Carrick as what it is defined as, as an exploration ship being its primary goal. I know you could use it. But the primary focus is exploration. Yeah, you could do some trading with it. Even though you said that, people are, people are still going to comment. What about the character in the YouTube comments? You know that's going to happen. <laughs> well, it could. You're, you're absolutely right. But I just want to know people to know the method behind the madness because I don't want them to feel like I left ships off. And why didn't you consider this? And I want them to know that was the baseline for why I picked the ships that I did. Okay. So let's jump into that. And let's start. What we're going to do uh, is start with the smallest in capacity ship and use in, in uh, what's the word, um, utilitarian aspects and work our way up to what would be the granddaddy or grandmama of ships, okay? So let's start out talking about a, a real simple ship uh, that, uh, let's see, I'm gonna try to start out with this simple ship. Hold on a second, maybe I need to turn off something here. Hold on. 
Uh, something's not working here. Bear with me one moment. Uh, where is it? Where, where is it? Let's turn that off and let's turn this on. See if it comes on. Okay, none of my none of my shortcuts are working, so I'm gonna have to do these manually. So let's do that. Boom. Doing it live. Yes, we're doing it live. Okay. Live. Uh, here, Mustang, Consolidated yeah. Outland, Mustang Alpha, which is considered to be a uh, their cargo version of that ship, uh, even though they do have the was it the Mustang B Beta. Uh, this one does have uh -huh. a cargo area in it. Um, give me some feedback on that. Any, is it practical? Not practical? Uh, starter? What? What do you think? Uh, it's a great starter. Um, like I came in, I, I backed in the days where um, you could get the three hundred I as a starter mm, alongside uh -huh. a lot of these ones. So. Mm -hmm. Um, now that that's not really an option and you're, you know, you have your Aurora's and your, you know, this Mustang and whatnot, and the, the, you know, having only the, the two, uh, to kind of your entry into the game, do they still offer the Avenger as well as a starter? Yeah, I don't uh, know. Is it a package? So. I don't know if it's a package though. It, I know right. you can get it. I just don't know if it's a package. I can't remember. But I, I guess, you know, I guess my point in saying all that is, you know, for somebody who picks up the game you know, they can get a ship and easily begin, you know, kind of dipping their toes into the different careers, at least some of them, you know, you're not going to, you, you have, you, this ship has a lot of, it has some teeth to get you out of a jam. You could pick up a few boxes um, and you could trade them for yourself. You're not going to do, you know, massive hauls with this thing, probably just on its fuel capacity alone. But um, you'll get to where you need to go. You'll you can do some courier stuff. You could do some cargo stuff. I think it's a good starter piece. But it's it's quickly going to become a ship that's like, oh, okay, what's on to the next one for your player who wants to uh, progress faster. You know, but this is it's a good one. You know, it's entry level. Yeah. Fastcart, let me ask you a question. We've got all these starter ships in the game, right? I mean, you've got the next, in 3.11, we've got the Alpha 300 series. I mean, the 100 series that are going to be coming out, right? And those are going to be pretty much origins versions of the starter ships. We've got the Auroras. We've got the Consolidated Mustangs. Are these ships going to be practical? I mean, people are buying these ships that are like $200, $300, you know, and, and I think in their minds, soon as the game, quote unquote, is in some playable space, that's the ships they feel like they're going to st I'm going to start playing Star Citizen in my, you know, Constellation, whatever. Right. Uh -huh. Are How do these ships stay relevant? You know, especially with trade. Right. I mean, is will the entry level person literally say, you know, this ship is faithful to me and I'm going to stick with it or I'm, I'm not going to even pay attention to these starters. I'm just going to jump right up to a freaking freelancer and start doing my work. How do these ships stay relevant in the game? Do you think that risk versus reward is going to force people to use starter ships more or what? Well, the way I would answer that is that, yes, you do have a, a, a people who do like buy constellation or a bigger ship. It's, uh, it's going to be, might be their only ship or might be part of their fleet. But that's, that's actually the minority because we're, we're between the three of us, we, we, we're in a, bu in a bubble. Most people we know are concierge people or, or like or, or, or higher. But the, but the majority of people who back the game put in only forty-five or sixty dollars and and just have one or just one ship or maybe two max. 
So it's like, uh, so I think the the the, the scholarships are relevant because quite a quite a quite a few more people had those ships compared to people like us who had the bigger ships. If that makes sense. Well, I'd say too that like if you look at a ship like this or the starter ships, um, they blend in really well. I mean, if you are somebody who has a career as say like a bounty hunter or you're in a career and you just got done doing something that's just it's just you got too many eyes on you, you got too much, you know, too much heats on your org or something like that, you might fly around some ship like this um just to protect your larger ships that would be targets for you know someone else who's saying, Oh, he's you know, if he's bouncing around in that, you know, call it a hole or something, <laughs> you know, you're gonna be easily popped, you know, versus this little thing right here, you know. We're gonna get two boxes out of a whole fleet that jumps in on you, you know. So, it, it you know you got considerations like that, and um, when you think about Eve and uh, the capsules or the shuttle ships that they have, you know th- those things are just they're zippy, they're fast, they're, they're you don't mess with people who are in those things n- most of the time, right? Yeah. And I'm imagining that that's kind of what the social gameplay is going to be like mm-hmm. um, when you get to this level. It's just just not going to be a lot of people who mess with these these little ships uh so that's kind of my, my well, thoughts on it I, I know i do fall into that category where i will jump into a starter ship in a heartbeat either to go meet up with people or when i want to not be detected because my general feeling is people don't pay attention to them you know when i'm trying to get somewhere i don't want anybody taking pot shots at me i will jump into that uber nerd thank you so much for the raid why didn't our raid alarm go off oh my god thank you so much for those of you coming over from with uber nerd the man with the beard uh, welcome to Soul Citizens. We're talking about trading and trading starships today on Soul Citizens. Hello, hello, and thank you guys so much for stopping by and saying hi. Fastcart, were you gonna say something? Yeah, I forgot to um to to make a um to uh, say that um I, I'm looking at the starter page now, mm-hmm. and you have the the alpha and the aurora. Obviously, you have the standalone package. Then you have the Pisces expedition for sixty. Okay. You have the the combo uh, for sixty five, and the Avenger Titan and the Avenger Stalker are both um, packages now. I'm gonna go up to the freelancer. Then you have the Anvil the Anvil Arrow for ninety dollars. Cut it back. The Hornet or F seven C. It didn't the freelancer. Gotcha. 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 Okay, well, let's move on. Let's go on to the next one. Someone just mentioned this one a few seconds ago, and that is going to be the Avenger, Titan in particular. Um, Yeah, let's get some thoughts and feedback on this particular ship. It's a fan favorite of many people in the game. One of my first ships that I bought, in fact, it was the first ship I bought. I bought this because when I was walking around in the old hangars, you guys remember back in the day when they were more of a display room than they were a hangar? Mm -hmm. Uh, it reminded me of the space shuttle, the paint job and the tiles underneath and all that. And I didn't even think about it in the sense of cargo at that time, because if you remember the first rendition of this ship had um, the jail sails in them. It, it was not the open cargo version that came much, much later. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think about this particular ship uh, as far as that trading aspect? <laughs> Actually, yeah, it's... one. It's probably one of my smaller um, cargo trading ships that, that, that I have. I bought it specifically because of the price versus cargo and um, 
ratio for 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 the ship of this size, mm -hmm. and you know, from compared to compared to the stalker. You know, it, this is not co combat oriented. If you're trying to zip around, um, you may be a little bit more uh, vulnerable. But like you said, if if, if 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 you know, if it's just you and you know, you try to get to someplace quickly, you may not be. You probably will be ignored if you just fly past. Hopefully, mm, okay. that, that's my yeah. plan in a way. Yeah. J2 talks about the fact that small ships are simply more convenient. Sometimes he'd rather fly in something like a Pisces or a Cutlass to do just simple box run missions. And absolutely, I think that's a great point. X Quinn, thank you so much for the follow. We did see you there. Thank you so much for following us. And uh, let me throw this at you, 10th. Uh, something that X Quinn says, uh, or uh, someone had mentioned about uh, about fuel. Forgive me for missing who said that. Oh, it's Oren. Oren. Oren says, I think when fuel is more of a cost, size of ship you use might be relevant. What do you think about that, mm -hmm. uh, Tim? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, similar to what J2 was saying, you know, not only is it easier to uh, jump in a small ship to get something done, it's probably more efficient. You mm -hmm. know, like you said earlier, Griff, you're going to you're going to hop in a smaller ship to go meet up with somebody. You know, you're not going to, you know, we've talked before about the 890 and the capital ships and all mm -hmm. that kind of deal just to lift off from a hangar and get, you know, get operational. Like that's going to burn, you know, a ton of money to get it, to get it done. And so I think when you have a smaller ship like an Avenger or our smaller ships that we just looked at a moment ago, uh, people are going to opt for these uh, just to conserve fuel and then you know when you start talking about the economy and fuel pricing and uh different types of fuel um you're gonna wanna you know especially in the in this trading era you know you're gonna wanna i'd like to see you know some futures kind of deals for fuel that would uh, allow orgs to purchase at a price um now you mm -hmm. know to hedge their bet against if prices are going to go up or down you know if that's even possible you know, i'm just kind of asking a lot but, <laughs> um but with fuel being a a, a very real component to flying mm -hmm. ships you will have to think about it and orgs and leadership will have to think about when they enter engagements fuel costs and fleet up upkeep and maintenance you know that that kind of deal it all factors into what that bottom line will be especially for your trading based orgs who yeah. fuel is a, a, a thing for that so yeah factor. i agree yeah. yeah, and just for the folks who just came in from Uber Nerds Group, just so you guys know, we're defining today that trading is when you are making a transaction or selling something, but you have personal interest in those items. In other words, you own them uh, versus cargo where you're being contracted out or you pick up a mission to deliver something from here to there. Got no personal interest in it other than just getting paid. We could we classify that as cargo. So the ships that we're showing today are reflective of what we think represent trade where it's about you, about you getting those items safely back and forth in your bottom line. So there'll be some ships that you'll see that we we feel fit in that category. Uh, Fastcart and Tenth did not pick these ships I did, so don't blame them. If you don't like the pick, blame me. Uh, but we are gonna, and Check we're also gonna- email to Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you guys feel differently, if there's ships that you don't see when we get through the list, please feel free and we'd love to kind of get your feelings about them. But we're working our way up from the smallest in capacity up to the largest. Fastcart, what were you gonna say? 
I know we just talked about the Mustang, but I, 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 it, it occurred to me like the, so the, the the Mustang Alpha has its own cargo space, but the Mustang Beta has its own living quarters. Right. And even though CID or no one else really um, promotes this, but you could stuff a whole lot of boxes into that in, in, into that li the living quarter of the Mustang Beta if, if, you, if you really wanted to. It may not be safe that day. It may not <laughs> arrive in one piece back mm -hmm. if you got to jostle around or not not a careful careful flight. But you know that's that's a possibility too. Yeah, that's true. X Quinn, no, we're covering all of them. In fact, the next ship that's coming up is a ship that is not flyable yet, and we're let's jump right into that. All right, does anybody know what that thing is? That should be foreign. Oren, thank you for the follow. Extreme Jones, thank, oh, thank you, you for, for the follow, follow as well. And I, yes, I believe I missed a X Quinn follow too. Yes, X Quinn too. Thank you. So, so what do you guys have to say about your, uh, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Did did we? Oh. Oh, that's because I was clicking on the other software. Sorry. I was saying, does anybody know what that thing is? Uh, that's one of those oh. ships that isn't in game yet. <laughs> you want to go ahead? Yeah, that's a whole eight, right? Um, yeah. And this, this does get into a different category or class of ship or type of ship. But just so you guys will know, I picked the hull A and hull B because they can land on planet surfaces and on platforms where the sea and everything else above that, when they are loaded with cargo, you cannot do that. So know that that's the reason why I picked this particular ship. Um, I do have some numbers too. What do you guys think about the whole, I know we don't have it in game, but uh, is it something interesting to you or is it like, eh, it's ugly? What, what do you think? I, I, no, I like it. I, I like that. I'm a, I'm a Miss fan, so, you know, almost anything Miss I, I, I almost own. But um, yeah, I do like it. I have the B version of this one because it carries more, but I do like both versions. And this thing, I think, carries carries as much as the Freelancer, if I'm not mistaken. Just about. The Freelancer. Um, yeah. Let me give you the numbers it, it, here. Um, the numbers here are the Alpha, because I'm sorry I didn't do this on the first one. The Alpha is four SCU. That's the smallest. Uh, oh, we missed one ship. Oh my God, did I not? I did miss one. Give me one second, gang. I've got to go back. This is not their fault, it is my fault. So let me go back one ship here. Hang on. Uh, that one. We did not talk about this back, one. Back, back, see here. I see you talking on the screen, but I can't hear you. There we go, sorry. And the ship should be on screen now. Yep. Yep. There's the core. Okay. Core. Core. You say tomato, I say tomato. Uh, this is a ship that you don't see very much on. They did a rework on that whole, you know, series of ships. Uh, thoughts on this one? Yeah. Uh, the the only thing I'll say <clears throat> about this ship is I love the field of view. Okay. Mm, yes. <laughs> I'll buy the that you, know, you got on that one. I'll buy that, it for that's, uh, Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I I almost bought the um the science version to send, but for the uh, for, for for this show the core. I mean, uh, I I I my impression of it is that it it doesn't really it wouldn't probably fly well or at least fly the way I would want a ship to fly because of the way it's shaped and everything. But it does remind me of the B-Wing, and that, that, that's, a, that's a plus in its favor. Well, here's the deal. 
we're going through the SCUs. The Alpha, Mustang Alpha is four SCU. This one is number two with six SCU. It's a step up. It's between that and the Avenger. Uh, I actually like the Corray a lot. I love the whole, you know, going from the, you know, wing, B-wing, or what do you call that thing? Um, that's a term they use for those type of wings, which is like a flying wing look to the uh, the B-wing type of look where it's vertical. I, I like that. Uh -huh. um, you can put packages in the back of it. Uh, it, it, it. It's one of those ships that's just kind of a weird thing, and I don't know... We keep hearing about what is the benefit of this Xeon technology with MISC ships, and I and I haven't right. found the distinctiveness of in them yet. I mean, other than maybe they look a certain way, but I keep feeling like on a tech side, there should be something else that's a little bit more outstanding about them because of the alien hybrid aspect of them. Um, it, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting ship. I don't know if people think about it in relation to cargo, um, but it, it's there for that. In fact, the main shot here shows them loading a big box in the back of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's jump back to the Hull series here. Boom. Um, let's talk about that um, with the Hull. Um, any thoughts on these ships? Because I know we don't have them yet. Is it worth somebody buying a Hull A, B, C, D, E? Or what? Give me some thoughts on that. I think it's worth it. I, I mean, I, I own a B port, for instance, but um, others may disagree. But others, it depends on where you are. If you, if you like, I intend to fly in safe space, quote unquote safe space, like maybe Terra or maybe the solar system. No, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. But um, like, like, so if I'm just dipping, dipping around and making safe runs, mm -hmm. hopefully the the the, the whole will, will get the job done. But if I'm like, you know, in cat cart or so, a pyro or someplace like that, I'm I'm gonna want something more beefier. Yeah. JT. You know, and I'm I'm looking for security on it. Security uh, mm -hmm. for the holes. You know, like that's you gotta protect the investment. You know, so yeah, uh, I think it's more to this ship than just the ship. You know, yeah. there's this this is part of a squad or part of a, of a concern or something like that. You know, to make this thing run. J2, uh, you're absolutely right. I didn't put the 135, the Origin 135 in, partially because <laughs> I was I was like three in the morning trying to do this stuff and I was beat and I completely forgot about the 100 series. Uh, secondly though, it's still Origin, which means it's luxury, which means that it needs to stay clean. So we never put anything in it. We just fly it around. So that's the reason why it's not there. Um, but, uh, I thank you for the follow, Irish. Irish Vic, thank you for the follow. Dingleberries, thank you for the follow. Appreciate you all just hanging out with us today. Um, let me throw some numbers at you guys again. I'm, I'm going to keep working way up. Alpha is four, Corey is six, SCU, Avenger is eight. The whole eight is a big jump. It goes to 48. So this is a decent size increase. Um, do you think, Goat Sex, thank you for the follow. Let me ask you this question. Um, talked about security fast card. Do you think when people see these ships that there will be issues with them? And what I mean by that is, is that we'll... Let's say when you're riding down the highway, right? Like right now you're riding down the highway. When you see a semi going by making deliveries, you know that the semi is just making deliveries, right? The guy's just doing his job. That's it. You know, you don't sit there and, you know, swerve your car over and say, let me run this guy off the road. You know, you know, he's out there doing his thing. Will cargo ships like this, will, will players look at them from that viewpoint that they're just doing commerce? They're just, you know, they're doing their thing. Or as Tenth said, when you break out a ship like a hull A, B, or C, Will there be this thing automatically that you feel like I've got to make sure that I've got a security detail? You know, I may be loading nothing but some wheat, but, you know, is that something that we're going to have to worry about from the players that uh, 
always some aspect of piracy or just, you know, indiscriminate destruction because they see a cargo ship or a trading ship. I think it yeah. depends on the system. Oh. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, I think it depends, yeah, I think it depends on the system, what system you're in. If you're in a safe, safer area like Seoul or Terra, um, it'll be like, you know, maybe a semi going by. Uh, except for me, if, if I see a whole E or a whole D coming up behind me, I'm moving the heck out of the way for, 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 for one thing. But, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I, I don't want to be in front of or behind that thing just in case we have to back up or something. But, um, right. but, but seriously, like, yes, I mean, if you have a whole D or a whole C or a whole E, you don't, you want security, no matter if you're in Seoul, terror or, or in um, a more piracy area. But yeah. I think it, it depends on the size of the ship and, and your system. Yeah. Quinn, okay. Well, I think, too, I think, too, uh, like, hey, as Nick says in chat, I think it depends on what which systems you go through. Mm -hmm. And then Quinn saying it depends on the cargo and the space. So... When you have those scanning capabilities, um, you know, people are going to decide what the risk reward is by scanning the ship and determining if they want to snare it with their mantis and then, you know, beat it up with whatever fleet they have, you mm -hmm. know, um, but or whatever ship they have in their fleet, I should say. But it's definitely going to depend. It's definitely one of those things just, just like... You know, even if you, you, you talk about the real world example of you see a semi, you know, coming down 94, you know, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, OK, it's a semi coming down 94. But if you see this semi is, you know, going across the border, you know, or any other place mm -hmm. like nah, it's like a, it's a it's a different kind of story um, because, you know, you never know the 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 area, the different areas of the verse are going to be more dangerous than others, you know, mm -hmm. at different times. So. I think that's always a concern, which is why, you, you know, you just want to have that security in place. Um, but I think it's a it, this ship is designed for people who have decided I'm going to be running things for a long time. Just like you talked about, Griff, uh, Chris Roberts saying, you know, having players focus on careers. This is a a pure career hauling cargo ship, you mm. know, or, or trading, you know, mm. you know, depending on, you know what side of the transaction you're on. And um, you have to, you know, take that seriously once you get to this this kind of investment. Yeah. Quinn said something. Said, funny. If the Q&As are correct for the hulls, and this is true, because people look at the hull ships as being vulnerable, but it says they have some pretty heavy defenses put on them in place for those cargo boxes. And that is true. If you guys remember, there was a video that they put out when the hull, for the hull sea a while back, and they showed... Uh, I think it was almost like the ship was in alert because someone was trying to board it and they were they were batting down in there, you know, ready to take on who was going to take the ship. Mm -hmm. You know, these ships, uh, there's going to be this aspect of to me, whether people are going to fire upon them or whether people are going to try to take them. Right. Because if you've got the ship carries 48 right in SCU. You can't load those into far fighters. You've got to be able to load that cargo into either another ship of comparable size or you've got to take the ship, right? I mean, it's got to be mm -hmm. one of those two things. So, and how easy will it be to pirate a ship? We don't know yet because we haven't seen the mechanics uh, for right, it. But, right. you know, my question becomes, these ships, I think they said the whole sea is going to be the most prominent cargo ship, NPC cargo ship that we're going to see in game. And so it'll be really interesting to see uh, you know, how these ships take to people attacking them, trying to take them. I'm, I'm really curious to see what it's going to be like. So, uh, yeah. Uh, 
Go ahead, Pascal. Yeah, real, real, real quickly, you brought up Eve, and that's a, I mean, good example for like um, trading and, and targeting in a game. Mm -hmm. um, there were several times when I had blueprints or something small, like one, one, one unit or whatever, and it was very valuable, like maybe a hundred million or something, or something along those lines. And I really don't want it to be scanned or destroyed or whatever like that. I would take a shuttle. Because it, 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 I mean, it's zippy and it's really hard to scan down and it's really hard to pin down because it had to, it's just a small and fast ship. I would take a shuttle to to go to Zeta or whatever and and um make my trade and and come and come back because I mean I felt safer or more secure in, in, in a shuttle even though it's very fragile because it's, it's so fast and zippy. Where it's way to like maybe a rifter or like a frigate a frigate class and stuff like you know trying trying to get through i make it scan down i make it destroy it or whatever that's a good so, point yeah that's a very very good point okay let's move on to the next uh step up we're going to go to the uh that was it called the pickup truck of the universe that uh <laughs> a lot of people either own or they have flown them before it's definitely a popular ship and uh, that just puts us back with Misk again with the Freelancer. Uh, cargo size on this one, car, you mentioned this uh, fast cart. We go from 48 with a hull A to 66 with the base Freelancer. I don't have the max numbers here. If somebody here remembers what the max is, if you want to toss it in chat, feel free. Or maybe I don't know fast cart if you're able to look it up. Uh, but let's just talk about Freelancer in general just because of the type of ship for trading. Uh, any thoughts on the Freelancer? Great ship. I gotta say, great ship. I, I don't own one um, as part of my fleet. I have a few. It, it, I think everybody has a loaner from whatever patch a minute ago um, when they get you know loaned it out. And I think maybe some of that stuck or whatever the case was. But if you haven't had a freelancer, have a chance to be in one, fly one, operate in one. It's something you have to do. These are great ships. They're reliable. Um, and this, in my opinion, is one of the uh, darling ship of uh, uh, of Misk. Uh, this, I mean, when I, at least when I think about Misk, I think about the Freelancer before I even think of like a Prospect or any other ship, um, because the Freelancer has uh, this utility associated with it. And I think when you get to this level, um, which many people will be, um, there's always that the the debate between the Freelancer and the Cutlass Black. They kind of sit on these same planes. Um, in consideration to cargo space, firepower, defenses, multi-crew capability, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the MISC is a great ship for, um, it slightly edges out above the black because of its cargo space and um, what it what it can do. And I think this is an all-around fantastic ship. You can do a lot with it um, and you, you have the space for it. And it's like, like affectionately known as the uh, pickup truck of space. You know, pickup trucks in real life, you could do a lot with the pickup truck, you know, like mm -hmm. even if you don't have the cargo, you know, you're not hauling around somebody's couch from, you know, down the street because someone sort of needs help <laughs> with moving, you know, uh, you, you could do a lot with it. Uh, you can do a cab on it uh, or excuse me, one of those uh, hoods on it to cover the cover the cargo area. It's just it's the, the utility of a pickup truck in real life is they've done a great job in allowing the freelancer to be to be utility inside of the verse. So um I, I dig it. The only drawback I will say is that dash is huge, right? That dash is so. <laughs> I was gonna say, 
I was gonna say that cockpit view. That cockpit yeah. view is, is, is yeah, poor. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, you know. Now people have talked different. about the cockpit view for a long time, and I remember when it was a real big stink when it came out, right? Especially after the redesign. Uh, but I've always looked at it as every ship has to have its its one thing about it. That's the thing that's not great about it. And the missed ships, whether it's the Starfare, all of them, pro- they all have this issue, right? With the narrow, with the narrow point of view. Everybody wants to have the all glass view. I always felt that they built that in as a handicap, so that it is not the perfect ship. Every ship always mm-hmm. seems to have some area that there's something that we wish was a little bit different about it. Because if there was that one Frankenstein ship, that's the only ship everybody would buy. Let me let me uh-huh. ask a question, fast card. Um, the Misk Freelancer has one, two, three. Four, four seats in it, plus a gunner seat. Warhawk, thank you for the follow. Photon Energy as well, thank you for the follow. I'm sorry I didn't mention it earlier. Um, four seats, right? Um, are those four seats there just so you can cart four people around, or are those four seats there because everybody will have responsibilities in ships like this? And I'm, I'm saying this now because we're getting into the larger multi-crew ships, right? Um, will people? Let's say Ten Sigma's with me, and we both happen to go to our corp. And I want to purchase some stuff, and I buy enough stuff that fills half my cargo area. Do you think CIG will consider that if Tenth is with me and he also wants to buy something, that he could buy stuff and also put it into my ship? Will uh-huh. that be a possibility? A so that now there's a reason why both of us are in this ship. We both have something vested in this ship. He's not just a passenger riding, or he's not just a gunner. You know, so now, even though he doesn't own a trading ship, he's able to benefit from that ship with me. Do you think CIG could ever get to that space where he's putting his stuff on my ship now? You know, I know he can manually do that. You know, he can manually load things. But can he go to a kiosk and fill up the other 20 SCU on my ship that's empty with his stuff? What do you think that you think that could be a possibility? Maybe somewhere down the line. I don't see that at launch. Maybe I don't know. Somewhere down the line, I, I, down the line, I see that as a possibility. But I'm not. As soon as you said um, he's he's gonna have access to your ship, I was thinking that I, in my head, I was thinking that you have your crew and you can list them as your crew and give mm-hmm. them administrative right, right, like a like a like a form or something like that, and mm-hmm. he, and he could have um, particular right that he could do that. Mm. But I don't know if that. Will be, hopefully that'll be in, in game at launch. Yeah. We, I don't. I haven't heard anything about that. I didn't. I, I didn't think about that so because far. they have talked about giving roles out, right? Giving people certain responsibility to mm-hmm. take over certain aspects of the ship, and maybe cargo could become one of those things that says that tenth can mm-hmm. now load the ship up for me while I'm doing. Matter of fact, maybe tenth can go load up the ship while I'm over doing something else. You know, completely different. Yeah. You know, but it's still my mm-hmm. ship. That's another factor because I know like you're gonna the, make ten do all the hard work. Yeah, I'm gonna really? make him do all the no, work. No, no, yeah, no, no, right. But I like contract those things out, FC. It's right. Well, fine. well, think about this. Like with the prospector, I've gone out and loaned the prospector out to people before, right? And you know, I've popped up one and I've taken one. But when they loaded up the ship and finished mining, they couldn't sell the items because it was right. my ship, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, maybe there will be this thing that grants permission that says whoever I grant permission to now can do any of the rights that I have with that ship. That would be awesome. So now That'd that gives cool. people a better Absolutely. role than, because someone mentioned earlier there are multiple MFDs on the ship that people can operate on. And true, yeah. I agree 100% for that. But I was just wondering whether or not whatever the goal was of the ship, could your other players participate in that goal and not just be people who are riding, you know, and, and maybe just doing gunning or whatever the case may be. Well, a, lo- a 
along those same lines, just not, not to take up too much more time on it, but mm -hmm. the uh, the idea that if you, you know, we talked earlier in the chat uh, about how sophisticated the game is, you would you would hope to have sophisticated pirates. I think someone mentioned might have been J2. And um, the, uh, the, I would love to see, you know, uh, not being a pirate myself, but if we talked about this before, if a pirate uh, gets onto a ship, you know, they might not want to destroy the ship. They might not want to take over the ship because they're wanted or whatever. They might want you to take the ship, you know, to a place, mm. grant them some mm. permissions you know, on your ship, you know, other, you know, kind of hold you hostage. <laughs> and, you know, you call ATC, you do the landing, you do the deal. Right when the ship lands, you hand over those permissions. They go inside. They've had some extravagant, you know, deal put together, uh, and you know, they're able to make the transactions on your ship. You know, they don't have to. You know, people aren't running their plates or you know running you know their deal. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if that that funk, that that mechanic uh, goes. You know, fits well. But if there's a permissioning system, I could see it happening both ways and. It'd be a pretty fun deal. From so, my cold, cool. dead hand. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to get my ship, right? You know, uh, Quinn said something here. <laughs> no. He said, may just, uh, meh, just set self-destruct. Now, they've talked <laughs> about that. They've talked about that, Quinn. In case you haven't heard this, here's the rule about self-destruct. There is actually going to be an aspect where they're going to track when you self-destruct your ship with your insurance. And they're going to penalize you if you self-destruct your ship. That, that came out a while back because a lot of people were always saying that, well, I'll just blow my ship up and nobody gets it. But the reality of it is if you self-destruct as well, you better make sure you're clear of it because if you get killed, then your character is, you know, with Death of a Spaceman, you may come back, you may not come back. So it'll cost them. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And, and, and imagine this for a penalty. If you self-destruct your ship, you, you lose LTI. I don't Ooh. think they'll do that. Oh but but imagine, imagine them doing something like that. Ooh, now that would be brutal. That would That's be brutal. Oh my God. Oh, by the way, you asked me about the um, max. The max is like 122 units. Ah, 122. Okay, so we go from 66 to 122. So we double, basically. You uh, need it on Discord. Oh, I'm sorry. No. That's because I'm clicking on the program again. Okay, yeah, so we double our size if we go to the Max. And the Max is a very popular ship for folks who want to do trading, obviously. Um, let's go to the next one. The Invisible, much-desired Constellation Taurus, which um, people are like, why isn't the Taurus out? It's the least complete, uh, complex of all of the constellations, and we haven't seen it yet. But the Taurus uh, carries... And this was a question mark because they've... They originally floated out the number of 96 SCU, but rumor has it that it's maybe going to be more than that. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to challenge the max. So um, any thoughts on the Constellation, Constellation Taurus in particular, guys? Um, I own know. it. Go ahead. No, I don't own it, so you go ahead, FC. <laughs> <laughs> I own it. It's actually part of my physical package. I um. When I first back in 2014, I got the Hornet and the 315P, but I melted them and got the physical package for the Taurus, Constellation Taurus, because it was the lowest or the lowest cost ship that I had the silver box as opposed to the green box, if people remember those. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know if I will keep it or CCU to it to, from it to something else, but I have it for now. And um, I, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like it'll, it'll, it'll carry a lot, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. 
and carry a lot more than you know the Mac, obviously. And you know, it's just it's that sweet it's that sweet spot where you know it costs like maybe twenty five dollars more than, than a Mac, but it carries a, a, a significant more amount than com, com, compared to the Mac. So yeah, yeah. Tenth, do you think that there's some benefit with the ship because this thing still has firepower, right? I mean, it's right. got turret, it's got missiles, it's got guns. Uh, is this the ship that you take, you know, that maybe when you're going into a tougher area, you know, defensively, if you can't necessarily get escorts, what do, what do you think? I think it's a, I think it is. Um, I think with what's already in um, uh, the uh, the Constellation lineup, mm-hmm. um, kind of at this point, really just excluding the, the Phoenix. So you're looking primarily at the Andromeda. Um if you were to have some kind of balance between the Andromeda's firepower and um, and then taking some of that firepower off to include more cargo, I think that's where they want to be with the Taurus. Um, someone said in chat, uh, I think it was Quinn, but the Phoenix is um, the mm-hmm. if 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 the Phoenix's cargo is at a specific number then you should be able the tourist should have right more than that um because it is purely designed for trading so i think this is the piece that you take you take in with you again i i would like to just double underline the idea that this at this level you're not soloing this right Mm -hmm. like this ship is meant for teams Mm -hmm. um to run the uh, run trade and run cargo um simply because that there's going to be uh with the multi-crew gameplay aspect coming in you know more each patch um you're going to need the support of other people to man those shields and the turrets and to you know figure out routes of quantuming out of sticky situations um that's going to be important but this ship is going to is going to, it, it it'll tick a lot of boxes for people um, mm. Once it's uh, fully fully realized, so I, I agree. I think that's a it'd be a great, great now, addition. To your point, about, mm, go ahead, Fast Park. To, to your point about um, the crew, I've I've always intended to be to be like the the single the single PC have it have a bunch of um NPC on, on a ship like this or the the, the merchantman coming up. But yeah, you, you you make a good point about, about crew. Let me yeah. throw this guys yeah. at you too. This ship and the next ship we're going to look at also have something unique about them, and that's the aspect of smuggling. Um, is that a factor for this ship that makes it, you know, the ship that people will want to buy versus some of the other ships? If you're doing some of the, you know, more notorious kind of stuff, or you know, going into certain uh, areas, jurisdictions where obviously some things you have to be careful what you carry, uh, does that make this ship a little bit more of a prime, you know, user for that? The thing, the thing for me is that everyone knows about that 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 smuggle mm-hmm. base on, on, on the ship. Right. So any 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 PC or player is going it's going to that's going to be the first place they they, they look, or if they if they board or, or or whatever. But as far as NPC goes, I can't imagine them being dumb enough or, or, not, or not not intelligent enough to know that the ship had had, had that aboard. So. Yeah. Well, I know they've talked about the scanning, that they want to make scanning that be at different levels, too. There will be some scanners that can only detect so much, and then other ones that uh-huh. can do a bit more. So it may be more, like you said, Fast Cart, maybe not an issue with human players, but maybe depending on with NPCs, some regions uh-huh. where they have the capability, you know, much more populated or areas like a, 
like a Terra, for example, or, or like near New Babbage, where the technology is high, they can scan and possibly mm. penetrate, where in other areas, like a Pyro or other places, you know, unless somebody physically looks there, they may not be able to detect it. Again, it's a mechanic that we don't have enough information about yet, but right. the possibilities are there. And so, uh, yeah, that's going to be the old Taurus. Hopefully, we're supposed to be seeing that so many times. It's been on the roadmap and moved and taken off and everything else. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with it. Let's go on to the next big baby here. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is a favorite and um, a ship that could be considered possibly for trading. And I'm only throwing this oh. one in because... Um, uh, there have been a lot of people talking about the data running aspect of it, right? And that's where the aspect of trading is. I'm not, even though it does do some cargo and carry stuff, but it, it does have this dual side of trading information and trading physical cargo. So, Tenth, give me some thoughts on that. One. Listen, let me tell you this, Griff. The the idea, the idea behind this is is so ace. Like it's, the, you can talk about the trading of physical goods. Right, like uh, there's all there will always be a need for physical goods, uh, but I think that once we start introducing the brokering of information mm -hmm. and the trading of, of of that information for some kind of uh, value, um, this ship is going to facilitate a lot of those trades. Mm -hmm. uh, this thing, I, I have one in my fleet, mm -hmm. um, and I I am particularly interested in its ability to do exactly what you just said, the data running piece. Now, I know we have on, on the Drake side of things, we have the um, the Herald, mm -hmm. uh, which is super zippy um, and very, you know, um, small, um, you, you know, just it's a smaller ship. But this thing is designed beautifully. And I think once we do have that implementation in, there's going to be a lot of I'm, I'm really excited for how uh players and corporations uh, organizations will um facilitate the that trading and, and i love the, the thing that kind of irks me about the picture here we're seeing with the with the star runner next to the c2 is mm -hmm. are we is it is it to scale um because i know we'll talk about <laughs> you know the, the c2 a little bit later but you know two crusader ships in next to each other awesome uh but is the star runner that big compared to the, the c2 I, I don't know but mm -hmm. um but crusader having this ship in their lineup is going to be is going to be great i think this is going to be one of the premier ships for that data running trading uh brokering of information type deals is going to facilitate a lot of that which i think is great mm -hmm. fc i do love the look of it i, I don't have one i probably get one in the pu for using credit in-game credits only but i, mm -hmm. I don't intend to, to get one right now but i do love love the look of it but yeah. data running is not my thing mm -hmm. and also the um the terrapin also is a data runner but i don't think oh, they yeah. any, any any um cargo at all yeah. And actually, those two ships you guys mentioned are going to be on the honor roll list. We'll talk about those a little bit differently because they're not physically <laughs> ships that we would think of. But there is going to be that career that uh, 10th referenced about information. So we will hit on that. Uh, just to give you guys the data on this one, it is actually uh, comparable to, well, the Taurus's numbers, again, we think that's going to be much more than this. But it's 96 on this one, SCU, which is a decent amount of carrying. It also has a smuggling area. They, well, they've alluded to the fact that there is some area on the ship where things can be hidden. Um, so I think, to your point, Tint, this is kind of a best-of-both-worlds ship. 
you know, yep. um, in the sense of being able to use it for both. And obviously, uh, you know, being able to sell information. Um, again, you could be hired for information, too. So, you know, it could be treated as cargo. But, um, you know, it, the, the thing about this, I don't remember what the crew complement is on this. Is it four? I think it is because it's actually more than I thought it would be. It's something like minimum crew or, or crew size is four or something strange like that. I forget. Maybe somebody can give us the information on that. Who's in the, uh, the Star Runner, right? Yeah, Mercury yeah. Star Runner. Yeah, um, but it is a bigger ship, bigger than it looks. And in fact, when we did Invictus, we saw that they did the rework on it because the ship actually has two levels: there's an upstairs and a downstairs. And then we know there's that graded area that they talked about in the back where the CPUs are. So it is a decent sized ship. I agree. Tenth, uh, that was one of the early concept drawings for when the ship first came out, and we know that they've done a rework on it. So whether that mm-hmm. size is real, I don't know. It is a pretty photo, you know, next to uh, a C2, granted. And, and we're going to get to the C2 in a little bit as well. Um, but that's Max three people. Three. Okay, so it's three. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Um, moving on, moving on, moving on. Boom. Uh, we are cycling our way, cycling our way back to the MISC hull series ships. Uh, and we're at the hull B. Um, mm-hmm. This one uh, gets a little bit more size to it. Um, and again, the hull B and the hull A are the two ships that can land planet side. Uh, I don't know if the hull B can land planet size with cargo. I don't think it can. I think it can only, if you don't put anything on the bottom, probably. Right, but, uh, if you don't put anything on the bottom, if you have the, the, three, the two on the side, the one on top, it mm-hmm. should be fine. Exactly. Hull beast capacity. Now, the guys, this is where the numbers really get interesting. Um, now you go from 96 with the Star Runner to 384. Much bigger <laughs> number. Much bigger yeah. number. Um, and and, I, and, I, and, and if you divide and mm-hmm. if you divide that by four and multiply by three, you have the the three the three um, sides and and top instead of all four the one at the bottom. Right. Absolutely. Um, here, you know, I've got to start wondering, what are you carrying personally? Because that's a lot of, you know, stuff, right? right. I mean, it's a lot exactly. of stuff, you know. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I mean, for, for those entrepreneurial people who will be moving into taking cargo, you know, not trading seriously, because obviously there are other ships that carry even more. Um, but again, um, we talked about the defensive capability. We talked about the hulls. Um, this seems like the ship that you graduate to from the hull A, but it's a big graduation. Hull A is a 48. And this goes to 384. Um, any thoughts on the whole beer? Is it just like the next step for people? What do you think? Well, Warhawk says in chat, you know, he says, uh, what are we carrying? Well, you're carrying, you know, Dingleberry says scrapping waves. Uh, Warhawk says ore from mining um, or from outposts. I mm. think this ship is designed in, uh, with the entrepreneur coming from the whole A who has a prospector um, who might at the same time, um, with enough funds, upgrade to a whole upgrade, uh, a Ar- a prospector mm-hmm. to an Argo mm-hmm. uh, or, or a mole, uh, or might mm. uh, you know supplement a uh, a mole to their fleet, mm-hmm. and might figure out that we need a place to you know start mm. expanding their business yeah. by saying you know we need more space to actually haul this stuff right and so again uh, at this point again you're not solo you can't be in all these ships at the same time by yourself right. Right. you're doing these with friends um but the thing i think the distinction griff that i'll make with this is that many corporations 
I keep saying corpse organizations might um, uh, have like fleets and um, kind of this structure where there's ownership at the top but workers at the bottom. These are these are really uh, for the small groups that are all you know profit sharing uh, from these runs and um, you as as you put it into this deal you're you're getting out what you what what an even cut would be as mm-hmm. part of a of a deal and so um, you know it, groups might you know if it's if it's FC Griff and Tenth they're pulling their funds together and we help our little org upgrade to a mole or upgrade to a B you know we're gonna pull out of these runs you know that even slate of ownership um based on the percentages that we've put in mm-hmm. uh what we can how, how we can profit around you yeah. know so that's what i'm thinking if i'm in a in a in a in a, in a org with griffin and tent i'm gonna count myself lucky because that's a lot of lucky stuff that's gonna have Quinn, thank you for the subscription one month. Pre, we really appreciate that. Thank you so so yeah. much. Uh, let me toss this as a point here. If, if some of you have heard, CIG has been talking about these two new things they want to add into the game. One of them being the cargo decks, and they've told us that ships like this that have the cargo containers, you will be able to have these ships unloaded. Uh, let's say, for example, to Tense Point. Uh, as a group, you've this is your personal stuff, right? This is stuff that you've earned through mining or whatever the case may be. Um, the cargo decks serve a different purpose as well. They also can serve as a place to store things as well. And you will be able to store maybe your 300 and some odd SCU of stuff at, let's say, Hurston, right? Someplace, some orbital mm-hmm. or someplace like that. Because at some point, you're watching the market over in Terra, where the price for these items is slowly going up. And you may opt to say, I'm going to sit it out and wait and see what happens in the market before I take this stuff and go do my trading and sell it. And so there is going to be these cargo boxes that we've seen on these whole series. And we saw this with the um, the SRV when we showed how the SRV would be moving boxes around, like at a freight yard. These containers are going to be stored at these places and you'll still have your stuff on them you're not selling it or anything you're just keeping it there for whatever length of time is you need i'm sure we'll have to pay some money to have it stored but ultimately you can store things there and when you need to move them then later on and do the trading you can do that so i'm curious to see how that mechanic's going to work out because they've talked about the fact that these cargo boxes um if you guys remember they said that if you had to take each item of scu and make boxes it would be thousands of items and they can't do that in the game they've got to make one box represent a certain amount maybe one box represents 100 scu that's how they're going to have to work it out and that's how that mass going to work out fast cart the other thing about the whole being or the whole series in particular is that I'm hoping that um, you'll be able to, to use them as an advertising board because you have those um, LEDs things are on the side and the top or maybe top and bottom too, so um, you could generate some some income with uh, from from advertising. So, yeah, you know. maybe yeah, absolutely, That's, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I would say too that if you could, if again, if they could implement some kind of futures trading into this deal. Oh, here we go. Interest. Here we go, Mr. Wall yeah. Street. Start <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. I just hope. I just hope. One across <laughs> the fingers, you know. 
But oh, if I have my stuff sitting on the cargo deck and I can get a price for it and sit there and write when and it watch comes it, Just watch it go up. Yeah, I know. That's all you're waiting yeah. on. I know. You're just sitting back with your little brandy in your hand and watching the numbers go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're moving on to our next ship now. And this is a popular ship, the Drake Caterpillar. Um, this has become like a workhorse ship, especially for people who've been doing trading in the game, right? I mean, folks, if this is like the mm -hmm. ship that, you, that they right now say, when you're making money is when you're able to fully load a cat and run some Laranite in it, right? Or whatever other item it may be. Um, the Caterpillar is a unique ship. Uh, yeah, it could be used for cargo. I'm, again, we're keeping it within the context of trade if you're selling stuff that's yours. But <clears throat> the Caterpillar, as you guys know, is modular. And ultimately, they want to be able to make it so that you can swap out the different areas of the ship for different things. But right now, the configuration is strictly for carrying stuff, right? Carrying items to do some form of trade. Um, Fast cart, let me hit you first this time around on the Caterpillar. What are your feelings about this ship? Vulnerabilities? Is it a great ship? Do you definitely need security with it? Can it defend itself? What, what do you think? This is not a ship I own. One of the few cargo ones I, I do not own. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 when it came out, I forgot why it didn't interest me or why I didn't um, purchase it. But um, I, I just, uh, what did you call your um, capacity on this Ooh, one? Sorry, it? yeah, this was another big jump. The hull B was 384. We now move up to 576. 576. I think I was comparing the different cargo um, capacity with different ships and the price to cargo d d didn't appeal for me for this particular for the caterpillar mm -hmm. but um also it's drake yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no but um seriously um uh d d d just the su performance did, did, didn't appeal to me for, for her at the time when it came out yeah okay okay got you uh 10th yeah i you know i'd say that um one of the things that is interesting for, oh, I think we lost you, Griff. Sound right? Yeah, well, you. I'm you sorry. Yep, tenth, here, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, tenth. I was just saying your thoughts on it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. No, I think I, I don't own a caterpillar as well, but I know a lot of people strive towards it because of its capacity, um, and what it can haul. And you know, now it it, it is, it has become a workhorse as people have learned more the uh, how to trade efficiently. How to get up, um, you know, scale up very fast um, with the wipes and the different patches. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a great ship, um, but I, I I do think that if you if you move to this thing too fast, uh, or if you graduate it too fat to it too fast, um, say from a cutlass black or a freelancer or anything like that, it's going to um, your upkeep costs are going to hurt you more than it's going to benefit you in the end. You know, you might look at that and say, oh, man, 500 plus, uh, you know, uh, uh, SEU. But again, the fuel is a is a, a component uh, or, or a variable that you have to consider when you're doing this deal. Mm -hmm. um, you might not you, you might not have a positive net income when it's all said and done. You know, you spent more money on fuel than you have on actually the money you could afford to spend on cargo. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So. It's all considerations, but if you can get to this ship and you know you're maxing out your freelancer, you're black, and it's time to go up, I think this is a perfect ship to move towards um, because it does have um, it has those turrets, it, ha it has some firepower, it can get you through some jams. Um, but I think you know that you have to be ready for it. Malkieri, I hope I said your name correctly. Thank you for the follow. 
Um, let me throw this guys at you guys because you know there are aspects of the game that have not been impacting us yet that in theory we've heard about, but they haven't been implemented into the mechanics. One of them just recently did get implemented, and that was the fact that when ships are now leaving atmosphere, there are some ships that are much more difficult to pull out of atmosphere than mm -hmm. others. Um, one of the things that they have not completely calculated into the game will be ship weight. How much stuff are you carrying, and will that impact you? So, yeah, right now it's great to load up your ship and max it out, and you just fly right out of the atmosphere, right? But eventually, this lends to itself to Tint's point about fuel, right? What happens mm -hmm. when your fuel costs, not just because of travel, but even when you're entering atmosphere, you're burning fuel like crazy since you don't literally get pulled into the ground with all the hundreds of thousand dollars, or not dollars, but, you know, uh, UEC of stuff that you have. Uh, Ex Nihilo Omnia. <laughs> Forgive me if I slaughtered your name. Thank you for the follow. Um, what are the things that we're going to have to start thinking about when we start moving into these bigger ships? Because you mentioned, Tint, you said you got to be careful about jumping to these bigger ships because operating costs change versus when you're in okay. these smaller freelancer-sized ships or even constellation-sized ships. Cats are getting bigger now. Um, Fast cart, what do you think? Uh, are these things going to be where this is definitely going to give excuse for people to stay up at docking stations versus going down to planet side? Yeah, you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say people people are going to keep their big, big ships in base or maybe at a, a, a station and take their smaller ships to uh, like a, like a, a hull or, or a, a mat and just and make mul multiple runs that way because your fuel cost to get your big ship off the planet is, is not efficient or not worthwhile. Yeah. And trading is going to be, just so you guys will know, they've talked about the fact that eventually trading in cargo there will be load times tied into these ships as well. Mm -hmm. So the bigger the ship you are, the more stuff you have on the ship. Guess what? That's how much more time you're down. You know, not you know, yeah. when start thinking about that. Uh, we joked around about this a few weeks ago, and we talked about there's a reason why there are bars and restaurants all over the place. These social areas. It's not just so you can they look pretty, but they're there because they may tell you when you're unloading a cat, we need 20 minutes, 30 minutes before <clears throat> we can load you up. And so, you know, are uh -huh. you going to stand there at the kiosk, you know, or are you going to meet your <laughs> friends over at M&V's and have a beer, right, for a little bit and talk about what's going on? Uh, any thoughts, guys, on that? I love it. I, I think that once that's implemented, too, that it'll be uh, provide some more immersion into the game. I think that, um, you know, uh, the prisoner says in chat, you know, uh, you, you, the reputation system for bigger jobs, right? Like if, you know, you might, if, uh, if you're at a hub and, you know, there's some jobs there, uh, that you can trade with, uh, for yourself and it's from companies that you have that rep with, you might get pushed up in the priority queue, you know, like, oh, you know, Griff is here. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get him loaded up. He's one of the, you know, he's on one of those VIP lists, you know, and the, uh, and the, let's get him out of here, you know, um, Versus someone who's just trying to, you know, hey, we get you, we can get you taken care of. There's a couple people behind you in the queue, you know, in front of you in the queue yesterday. So maybe, those kind of things would be cool. Or maybe you could bribe the um the cargo people to, <laughs> to, 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 to <laughs> right. grease yeah. the palm a yeah. little bit. Hey, who knows? I mean, who knows? They may build some weird yeah. mechanic in that allows you to do that, you know, to expedite your order, you know, some weird way. You know, you have some weird conversation that allows you to uh 
him to ask you, well, well, you know, what are you willing to do? You know what I mean? And you got to oh. drop him a few extra, you know, UEC to get your ship credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool to uh, put something like that in. I, 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 I just t- thought of something. Like I said, how you might make, 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 make multiple trips in, in a smaller ship to make to make it to your bigger ship and and pay. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you, this is lousy planning, by the way, because you don't want to do this in in practice. But if you know that you're going to make just one stop, you can take your caterpillar down to the planet. If you mm-hmm. know you're going to come back come back empty, because um, that, that 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 won't be. Um, uh, that won't add to your fuel cost. Right. But you right. want to, if you're gonna, if you're gonna do, what you want to do is like have a plan, like sell something here and buy something at, at the same place, then sell that what you just bought and take it to a different place and repeat the process. You got to keep your thing come from, um, keep going. So you don't want to ever leave a planet empty if you're trying to make a profit. Yeah, makes mm-hmm. sense. Downfall. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for the follow. Okay, so that's the caterpillar for all you piratey folks out there. Even though Drake is trying to clean up its it. image, um, sorry, that's for all you piratey folks out there. Drake's trying to clean up their image. They're not just about pirates anymore. <coughs> so they say. Um, so let's uh, let's go on to the next one here, and uh, we graduate. We graduate here. Uh, back to Crusader. And uh, 10th, you know, uh, I don't know how you feel about Crusader. I love Crusader industry stuff. They're probably my next favorite group outside of Origin. Um, I just like the uniqueness of what they do. I'm a big uh, Starliner and all of the Starlifter fan. Um, Now, this is a different level um, because this has kind of been presented. uh, They've got, you know, three different versions of this ship, right? The A2, the C2, and the M2. The C2 is the one that has the largest cargo capacity. We're talking about moving from 576 with a Caterpillar to 624. This ship uh, has been shown in the sense of it carrying vehicles, uh, cargo, the whole, it's kind of like a universal ship. Uh, Any thoughts and feelings about this when it comes down to trade? You know, is this really a practical ship for doing trade or has it just got just more space? I mean, it's got a big footprint. It's a big ship. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, you can't even land I some think, of the smaller bases with this thing. I think this ship, uh, so first of all, I agree, like Crusader is, uh, you know, uh, I have all the Crusader ships, like I love Crusader, is my second pick after Origin. Um, and the C2 specifically, uh, for me, if you look at it as a trading ship, I think this is for your, um, your entrepreneurs or groups um syndicates whatever you would like to call it not necessarily orgs although orgs could use it but in the vein of our discussion today uh these are for people that trade in uh, you mentioned one part griff uh vehicles or kind of machinery or just like huge um uh, uh appliances uh things that 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 are very large um, I don't, I don't see a C2 being full of ore boxes, you know, I see a C2 being full of like ballistas and novas and gray cats and, you know, rocks, you know, and all this kind of stuff where, you know, you might trade this, um, for, you know, a, as part of your own inventory, maybe, I mean, now that it's very capital intensive at this point, um, and the C2 is going to facilitate that uh that those capex right you know the capital expenditures it's a, it's a capital expenditure for your syndicate for your group 
um, because this thing is huge, you know. Um, so I, I would I would see it as a, a ship that you got to know what you're buying um, and you got to know how you're going to use it, uh, because at this point, operational costs are going to be through the roof. You, your, your margins aren't going to be you got to really look at your margins there to make sure that you're not going to go over. You know, if you pick up one extra Nova, you know, for X amount of cost, what's that going to do for your transportation of it? So, um, yeah, I love it. Um, but I, again, for me, it's going to be part of a bigger uh, uh, solution, uh, not just for me jumping in this deal and being like, let's haul some stuff. You know, this is that's not going to be the, the the place for me for this one. I think it's going to be part of a more ops related type of deal. And and even with some of the, the pictures you can see, um, I think the other picture had the C2 landed and you can see some tanks coming off of the um, off of the, the ramp there. So it's definitely going to be something that could be useful for orgs. Um, and kind of set up that way but at this point trading your own assets that's going to be a big deal um you're, you're going to be a big will in verse to get that going fast card any thoughts about the c2 yeah i i remember seeing this when it first came out and you know i i didn't i didn't get it for um to fight or something but yeah i'm seeing it again just now I, i'm amazed at how big this thing is and uh, it, I'm interested in it, but I'll probably wait until it until it goes in, um, into um, the PU until I, I until I can buy it in the PU. I don't think I'll spend um, U.S. dollars on it, but mm. I yeah, it's a beautiful ship, and I love the design. And hopefully, uh, what what is the cargo unit on this thing? Uh, let's see. Give me one second. The size on this is 624 over 576 mm. with the Caterpillar. 624. Yep. And this is $360, and the Caterpillar is... 275 I think, for the Cat. Two, 295 Oh, 295 Woo! Oh, boy. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, yeah, it, there's... Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, um, that when, when you compare the... Does the cargo units compared to the price? Uh, if you need 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 a beefy shit that can take a punch, yeah, this this one's for you. But if you want strictly for cargo, there's probably better choices out there for trading. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let's go ahead. We're going to move into a whole different category here now, gang. Um, boom. Um, very popular. Um, let's talk a little bit about this because let's, let's talk about this one because this ship has moved us into a whole nother category. Um, oh, yeah. I <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this ship. Uh, right? <laughs> for, well, partially, I love what they've said about the privateer, right? They, what it's supposed to be able to do. But it also created a lot of controversy particularly with people who owned Banu Merchantmen, because there were a lot mm -hmm. of people who felt like all the great things that they wanted to hear about the Banu all of a sudden got shifted to the privateer. And even the size of cargo that their people were worried about. Uh, so uh, fast cart, let's start with you with the privateer. Give us some thoughts and what you heard and what you think about the privateer. When I first heard about it, I was very interested. I was like, okay, this is going to be a step up from, from the merchantman. I, I can't wait to, to find out more about it. But, but give, me more, give me more info. Give me more info. 
It's how much? <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna keep my measurement. That's okay. I'll keep my measurement. We're cool. Yeah. No, and uh, it's like you know, yeah. To, what you, to your point, yes, yeah, yeah, some of the, some of the, new, the stuff that the, that they said about the measurement did move to the privateer, but I mean, for the price that they're charging for the for the privateer, it's like, yeah, that that that's that's definitely an an old ship. I mean, I know people. Who, there are people who bought it for solo. You, so I don't know how you're going to solo that ship. More power to you if you, if you can get get that get that to work. But yeah, this is definitely an an old ship in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That's... The uh, so <clears throat> the I I was in the market um, for a ship like uh, the Banu. I had my eye on a merchant for a while. I didn't pick it up when it had been on sale. Uh, when a lot a lot of people scooped theirs up, when I saw this at um, Sitcon, um, when it was offered at Sitcon last year, um, or at the anniversary sale, I should say, last year, I scooped it up. And the reason for it is because it is, it will facilitate um, the trade. Like, it is the trading hub. Like, this will be a trading hub of wares that you procure in the verse um that you can sell out of your own out of your own uh area i think there's like what 10 shops you could put into this deal um sure. and it's just it, it has everything that's needed to be um to be the ship the, to be a, a a kraken that that sells um of course it's not at this point you will have like the owner of a kraken um, but you're also considering labor costs at this point because <laughs> to have people to be inside of your ship and selling and moving and security and anything you can think of in terms of running this operation, which is exactly what it is, um, you're going to have to have to really have some deep pockets. And so I think the theme chat that you're seeing as we go forward is um, you can move from, you know, slinging your own boxes and making your own routes and selling your own stuff to this whole massive um, thing where you will need the help of other people and some pretty deep pockets to get to where you want to be, especially if you're a trader. Um, and uh, some of the, a lot of these ships will facilitate that. Um, as far as the as far as the Banu Merchantman is concerned, um, the the thing that drew me to the Kraken over the Merchantman was just. I'm not a huge, huge fan of alien ships. I think they're designed mm -hmm. beautifully, um, I, and I, I like them, but I just didn't want to spend any money. And that was what was keeping me from the Merchantman. If if the Merchantman had been put in um, any other um, like non-alien uh, ship manufacturer, I would have scooped that up easy. And this Kraken kind of would have been a second thought, you know, like oh my, kind of like what you said, FC. Like this thing is in the four digits you know and um i'm not gonna be spending that kind of money but i was looking for something like this and when they meant when they mentioned it it's like well the price is this huge but I, I wanted something like that and i don't think that this 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 is the offering on the non-alien side and so that's so why i scooped it up but um yeah that's kind of my take on it. i'm just not an alien ship fan and um i like how this is designed now we'll, we'll we i think we have a while to see what actually comes with this um yeah. so i think i'll keep my eye on it but um yeah, it's a it's a it's a big one. Griffin, is the measurement coming up? 
Yes, we're we're still progressing. We're still progressing our way. Okay. Kimmy mentioned some good things here, and I want to throw out a controversial piece in relation to these two ships. Um, the privateer runs what two grand? It was like eighteen hundred, two thousand dollars. Do you guys 18, remember what the price 1650? was? Sixteen fifty. Uh, privateer. Oh, never mind. The, the privateer. Right. I'm talking about the Kraken. Yeah, the privateer. Yeah. Right. It's it's expensive, right? What, what's what's the price on it? Now? I, I I tried looking up. I can't. I can't. It's not on the ship upgrade. I, I, I want to say so it was two yeah. grand because I remember my friend Nihilus was looking to buy one. Some of you guys in chat, maybe you all remember. So maybe someone owns one. Could tell us what the price is on that ship. Um, but I know it's more than eighteen hundred bucks. I know that for a fact. Okay. Now here's the the controversial. It's two thousand. Quinn says. Okay. So here's the <laughs> controversy. Banu Merchantman. I've got one in my buyback right now for two fifty, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's a huge price difference, seventeen fifty price difference. Will the Bandu Merchantman's price, which we know it has already changed once, will it change again? Will it become more comparable? Oh, now, now, mind you, we've only seen one time where there's been a real big price jump. And that was Andy927. Thank you for the follow. Doc GRN Green. Thank you for the follow. I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge you earlier as well. Here's my question. When the when the 890 jump came out, it was $600, right? It jumped up to $950. That was a pretty significant jump. I think we've had maybe something else, like maybe with the Idritus, something else jumped price-wise. How far can they push the merchantman in price? If it was starting at two fifty, what's the most they could ask for that ship? And and, and oh, that makes man. it challenge that, <laughs> and makes it challenge the privateer because they both are supposed to do some similar things, right? You're supposed to have the shops in them where you can set up NPCs, where you can stock your stores, but the Banu mm -hmm. merchantman technically has more space in it, if I'm not mistaken. The Banu merchantman. Now, and these numbers may be wrong, guys, because I heard they were going to adjust the merchantman's numbers, but post-it numbers were 768 for the privateer. Now, that's interesting because it's much less cargo space than the Kraken. It's a significant difference. But I don't know if that's because of the stores. Maybe that's the reason why. I, you know, the cargo is separate. Stores, perhaps. Yeah, the stores yeah. have a certain uh, you, amount of cargo you, space. And you can put, you can land stuff on top of the Kraken. Yeah, that's true. And, but you could do that on the privateer too, can't you? Yeah. Isn't the privateer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah I, I take crack. I mean, I mean both of them. Oh, right. yeah, right. On both of them, right. Both of them. So, but the trade. So, so, so you have to you have to count that in, when 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 you talk about cargo for the right. for the crack. But they also talked about the fact that the stores had a certain amount of storage area in each of them too, and I forget what that number was. There's a certain amount of SEU mm -hmm. each store can hold for items that you sell. Old Tiny, thank you for the follow. Dark Out, thank you for the follow as well. So, again, the merchantman's still cheaper. Now, you know what the difference is in size? The posted size for the merchantman is 3,584 as far as storage space, where the SCU, where the privateer is 768. So, the privateer costs $1,700 more in cash, but the merchantman <laughs> is only. 350 or how much is the merchantman now? 400 bucks or something like that? No, 350. It's 350. Okay, so still, yeah, even so, 350, yeah. But it's got more cargo space in it. And they both serve yeah, as trading I, I, ships. I, I don't trust the number for the merchantman at all. Okay, the, the, so, the listed number. which lends itself to my next question. Are merchantmen people going to flip? Because they said that they were going to adjust the numbers on the merchantman. Are they going to flip over that? 
I mean, you know, if it's a significant in, in my cut opinion, in size. In my opinion, it's, it'll still be better. People who bought it for 250 price, we got a steal. We got an excellent yeah, deal on, 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 yeah. on, on the merchant, man. So any, so any, any of us who bought it at that price, we're going to be happy. We're going to be happy no matter what. No, no matter what happens, how it turns out, because it's gonna be definitely gonna be bigger than what we thought it was gonna be. Like for, the, for like, if I bought it at two fifty, and I thought it was gonna be so and so, I see you, and it updated to whatever I see you. That, that, that's that, that's a that's a deal in my opinion. But compared to the Kraken, I mean, I, I see the Kraken more as an org ship. You mean the privateer? And the as a, as a maybe a small a small org or a, or maybe even a, a single person. You talking about the privateer now? Possible. You said the Kraken. You mean the privateer? The privateer yeah. Okay, I want to make sure we have the right ship here. Okay. Yeah, I said, so, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, yeah, I said Kraken. I'm in privateer. Sorry about that. Thank you. Yeah, no but problem. yeah, I, I see the Kraken uh, privateer as an as an org ship, and the investment more as a single player or a smaller org or, or, or ship. So yeah. I mean. But for the listed number, for the, for the measurement, I don't know what it's going to be. I, have, I, can't, I can't even begin to guess what, what the final number is going to be for uh, uh, cargo-wise. Okay. But as far as price-wise, I don't see them going above 450 Okay. For when, for when I actually okay. release it. Right, that, that's just my guess. I, I, I'm probably will be wrong. Okay. Tenth, let me throw this at you then. If if Fast Cart's estimation is let's say four fifty five hundred bucks at the max that they decide to push that price up, and it probably and we always know when ships actually come from concept to ready to fly, the price increase happens. So we know it's going to happen, right? But tenth, here's my thing. The Banu Merchantman, according to lore, and and Kimmy alluded to this earlier as well. According to lore, it is their capital ship. That is their right. ship that they turn into their battle cruiser. When they go to war, it has a dual purpose. It, that it is a formidable ship. It's a blockade runner. It has spe special technology in it that allows it to do jumps and not be intersected. What do you call it? Uh, what's the word? Um, uh, interdicted. Interdicted. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. there's there's a lot of cool stuff about this ship that's out there. Plus, if you have a brand new ship in the lore, there will be places you can go and do trade that you cannot go do mm -hmm. with the privateer, right? So there are all these other advantages to that ship that the privateer doesn't necessarily have. Plus, they also alluded to the fact that both the Kraken and privateer, they still are built, uh, Drake built, if you know what I mean. In other words, <laughs> they ain't necessarily all that sturdy. Right. I mean, yeah. comparison to maybe Aegis or Anvil ships, um, the parts for repair are going to be cheaper. Uh, it's not necessarily the best in manufactured uh, as far as the ship itself goes. So, mm -hmm. you know, is there trade offs here? You know, people have paid two grand for this ship. Is it, yeah. you know, is it living up to? Yeah, you can do all this stuff with it. But it's it seems to me that it has some vulnerabilities versus a uh, Idris, right? That's a cheaper price ship. It's right. much more sturdier. Right. You've got the storage and the selling and all that good stuff. Obviously, that's good. But the Banu Merchantman is a tough ship. It is a cap-class ship for the Banu. So, again, Tenth, what do you think about these differences? Are, is it gonna, is, are CIG going to have to resolve them in a better way, or are they going to let those those differences exist? Well, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's going to be there has to be some addressing of the discrepancy. Um, I, I know that there, that I I feel as though the offering of the privateer was a way to again put a trading type capital a uh, capital type vessel with trading capabilities solely into the non uh, alien 
manufacturing field, right? So the first offering is, hey, we got this privateer. Let's put it out for the $1,700, $2,000 that we did it for. Now, that I believe that that price they put it at was based on uh they're they're not doing kind of a direct correlation between let's look at the bmm and then see how we can you know that that'll be our 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 guiding star for the price i think that price was set somewhat arbitrarily against the backdrop of all the other ships they were producing mm-hmm. that were you know 500 plus dollars yeah. you know so yeah. they're saying let's see if we put this out here for the 1700 and again i bite other people bite, like people bite, you know. So they're again, we're just saying like this these ships will sell. Um but now this because it's it was sold at the seventeen hundred price point, um, you can't go you, you're not backing down off of that. You know, so now you're gonna have to bring these ships into some kind of uh balance. Um again, what I appreciate about the Banu merchantman is that um and it's correct me if I'm wrong, chat or you know, guys um, what I remember reading about the Banu Merchantman was that it's a um, it's part of a long lineage in, t- in inside of mm-hmm. the uh, the the Banu, Banu. race, right? right like right. it's just um, it's not just some kind of ship, right? Mm-hmm. It has some prestige to it. Um, it's it's handed it down it's, from generation. It's handed down. That's exactly mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and that. Um, that is that's pretty cool you know um versus the kraken which is just seems like an offering of industry and utility by drake you know Mm -hmm. so again i think that's a big discrepancy in the lore which may as they consider the two deals Mm -hmm. they'll figure out how to more uh how to bring into balance their operational capacity right i think the body merchantman they should start with Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they tweak the privateer based on how trade is forming. Don't forget about Quanta as the external the external component, you know, mm-hmm. um, on how where where you'll trade and what you'll trade. Um, and then you, you'll have some um, you, you you have that balance that we were just talking about there. But um, all said, I, you know, the Kraken again, big org ship industrial kind of um well, kraken or privateer now which one kraken or privateer excuse me, privateer excuse me privateer oh, okay industrial okay. Now, there's a re- now, let me stop trading right and there. that kind of deal let me stop you because there's a reason why i clarified that because if you remember when the yeah. kraken did come out there were a lot of people who did have that attitude about the kraken they said this is going to be our org base we're going to sell out of it we're yeah. going to do everything right. right and that was the dream yeah. of a lot of people then the privateer comes out not only does it come out it comes out at more cost than the kraken does and so my question mm-hmm. to you in fast card is is the price increase because you can make money with this ship where the private where the kraken necessarily was not designed to make money does that make sense in other I words yeah you know Absolutely. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. the reason why you're paying more money for this is because you're going to make money with it where people were trying to force that upon the kraken where the kraken was much more of a battleship you know aircraft carrier right and yeah, people were like, yeah, right. we can we can take this and, you know, we can sell our stuff from it. But it seems like now the privateer is kind of stealing a little bit of that thunder from the Kraken, you know. We have fast yeah. so that, uh, you, said, you said the alien tax for the alien ship. I think I think the Kraken had like a, a, um, a, a merchandising tax or something like a, a salesman tax because, you know, people, yeah. you, that, you, you, people will make money from it. Um, something else I, I wanted to touch on. I was going to try to wait until, until you get to the merchandise. Well, we'll, 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 we'll go there now. Sure, go ahead, go ahead and talk, and bring it in. 
Okay, so there's this picture. You probably, you probably saw it when 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 the merchantman comes up. But there's this picture of um, the merchantman sitting on a, on a platform or a landing, and they're surrounded by people uh, around it, and they look tiny compared to the the the, the merchantman itself. When that concept art came out, people were saying, "Oh, this is gonna be Idris size. It's gonna be huge," <laughs> because the, the people were trying trying to. Um, Approximate the size of the merchantman compared to the people around it. That, that, that that's a good good picture too. But mm -hmm. um, so but Disco Lando or Jared Huckabee had to come out and say it's not going to be Idris size. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he, that, that 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 is a specific quote from 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 from, from, from CIG about about the, about the uh, the size of uh, about the size of the ship. So it'll be it'll be bigger than what it, what they intended it intended to be, but it won't be that big. And um, a lot of Polaris owners were angry when that concept, uh, new concept art came out too, because they were saying, "Oh, this this gonna be bigger than than the Polaris," and I'm like. It may be, we don't know, it'll go on size, but um, until it actually comes out, I'm, I'm not really holding my breath as to um, what the exact size will be. Uh, it will be. Yeah. I, yeah, Iron Lion, thank you. <clears throat> thank you for the follow. And, and to your point, most, most of the images you guys are seeing obviously are concept drawings. Some of these are fan art, but most of this is CIG artwork. Um, and we really don't know what the size of the ship is going to be. We do know historically, and you said this earlier, Tint, that the Banu Merchantman was one of the early concept ships. This is before they had all the metrics designed for, you know, humans and all, you know, the ship, all that stuff. None, there was no design metrics for manufacturers when this stuff came out. They just had concepts of an artist drawing and that was it. And so far, historically, all those ships that came out of those earlier days, um, the, the Starfarer, uh, any of those ships have all grown in size. The Orion, they've grown in size when they finally become flight ready. So the assumption is that the Banu Merchantman is probably going to fall into that same category where it is going to grow in size. One of the things of this ship that they do highlight, and if you notice, they don't show very many ship, shots of this ship in space. Most of the ships that they show, shots, they show on the ground. And as you guys know, the Banu in lore, their thing is about trade. It's going from different place to different place, acquiring items, selling them in other places. Um, this has always been the dream ship for those people who want to be that type of entrepreneur. But again, I want to go back to the fact that this is a monster ship. It is a big ship. And I keep hearing people speak in the individual, the singular. Yeah, I'm going to fly my bad new merchantman. And I'm going to load it up and I'm, I'm going to. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, really you and what army? This is no small <laughs> ship. So give me some feedback. When we start growing into these bigger ships like the private I know there's going to be the aspect of NPCs. And I get it in the sense of them managing the stores. But you still got to have people who can protect you know, d will the defenders be necessary to help defend this ship? You know, what's the scoop with that when it comes to operating costs of these big behemoth ships? Yeah, you're not doing this by yourself. Absolutely. Like you, you are, you have made, um, you, you, I think when you get to these ships, you know, the last few ships we discussed, you have made a name for yourself in the verse that people want to do business with you, um, either working for you uh, or working with you. And you have to have the pockets to support the infrastructure that you've put in place with your ships 
your routes and where you go and what you sell, et cetera, et cetera. So um, e- even if you did decide um, to put blades in or uh, the, the, the NPCs in at certain, mm-hmm. at certain aspects, um, that is still going to cost you. But there's, again, there's not going to be a replacement for having, I think we talked about this before, Griff, you know, when your engine, when your, your engine room is out, you know, sending an NPC down there versus sending a player down there that could actually tell, you know, like before things start getting, when things start getting crazy, having somebody stationed there before all that starts going down, um, you're, you're not going to be able to replace that social interaction, Mm -hmm. um, which it's going, and and again, for all your entrepreneurs out there, you know, when you have a BMM or a privateer or any of these big ships that are designed for trading, um, the, the assumption is is that you want to be social with a lot of different people. You know, like I'm going to trade with this person. I'm going to go to this system and trade with these people. I'm going to be with this org. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There's some uh, level of of interaction that you're going to have, and you're not again. You're not pulling off this thing by yourself, and I don't think it's designed to. Um, you could do a lot of things by yourself, but to get into these types of ships, you're going to need a little bit of help. Do you think anybody will use a ship like this as a Trojan horse? (laughs) In other words, there's some org someplace, you know, and I'm, oh yeah, I'm coming to trade, see if you guys need to buy some stuff. And then you open the cargo doors, like, you know, 50 troops or 100 troops come rolling out of this sucker. (laughs) Is is that a possibility? I mean, you know, you're going in with a band new capital. You know, I'm just, I hate to put that out there. I should have kept that idea to myself, but I'm just kind of curious, you know. No, but uh, the problem is that people can scan this ship, but uh-huh. um, I saw someone earlier say that the, the, the measurement is supposed to be impenetrable to, to, to scan, so mm. the measurement may be a, g- a good option for, 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 for something like that, but mm. they may be so rare, or not rare, but so hard to get once the game come out that mm. if you want to buy it using UEC, you may have to have a certain amount of faxing with the Banu or whoever. In order in, in, before you're able to get the chance to buy one, and then the price will probably be so astronomical in game, mm-hmm. it, um, it'll, it'll still take you that, that much longer to, to get it. So, okay, I don't think they're going to be um, using in that in that fashion too often. Okay, so here's a question I'm going to toss out to you guys, and for those of you in the chat, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this question. I'm going to ask when we talked about trade. Tenth uh, mentioned earlier, for example, when we talked about data running, we saw information as being a form of trade. What will be some things that players will be able to use a ship like the Banu or like the with the Privateer? Because we know the Privateer can land on a surface. What will people want to buy from you as a player that they don't just go get for themselves? What's going to make trade make sense in the game? Um, and I don't know what that is. I honestly don't. But when you go to someone's, uh, some org or whatever they are, some homestead, what are people going to want to buy from you that they wouldn't just go get for themselves? Any any ideas? Yeah, so my, I, I understand you. I, I get your point exactly, Griff. And I think the thing is, um, it, it's going to be, before you can even answer that question, it's going to be based on location, right? Mm-hmm. If I try to land this thing, you know, you know, seven miles away from the nearest, you know, hub, mm-hmm. I better be selling something that is, or I, I, I might have, uh, I, I might try to compete on lower price, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if I land this thing in a homestead, uh, I'm bringing 
at cost or maybe a little bit above cost if you're that tra- type of trader. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm bringing basic necessities, medical supplies, um, mm-hmm. foods and ra- food and rations, things like this on a consistent basis, right? Mm-hmm. So you're trying to figure out based on your location, what your trading strategy is, if you're trying to arbitrage or if you're trying to make a market somewhere, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's going to be it's it's going to be where you decide to do that and then the wares right so okay. even before you set this thing down you know you're either your bmm or your privateer before you set that thing down you're, you're doing a lot of canvassing uh you're doing a lot of research you're trying to understand what the needs are in that space and i think as i understand it uh the brokering of information uh will be um instrumental in doing that your your expert your explorers who are charting the stars and planets and stuff like that to bring and then you buy those maps from you know tdd or whatever the case would be to figure mm-hmm. out where these places are and where you can go in and where you can sell stuff that could be an option for you uh, but then after that just saying all right well we're going to go in we're going to sell these kinds of things to these kinds of people and try to make the market mark make the market that way um but the the cool thing about both is that um trading information right um will be i believe one of those things where it's kind of like um you might hop onto a privateer or you might hop onto a bandy merchantman and you might say i'm here to buy the uh the such and such things or you know mm-hmm. five med packs and six you know stems and that mm-hmm. might be code for let me talk to the you know nearest person who can give me some data on mm-hmm. something I'm looking for. Like I'm, I'm willing to pay, you know, okay. stuff like that, you know, just kind of fantastical things that are just in my head, but th- it could be an opportunity to not only do, and I think that's what the privateer is about having been made by Drake, um, your shops in the front and then your two kind of off the grid shops in the yeah. back, you know, or it, lo- on the lower levels, you know, well, so well, something along those lines. Well, the prisoner is going into the Star Trek realm of a uh, hairy mud saying uh, women for lonely <laughs> miners. Um, you know, the people will sell all types of things. Go ahead, Fast Card. What were you going to say? I was going to say, if, if you come into the store with a Pico, with a Pico beside you, that's the code that you have special cards to where you can be shown the special item. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the reason why I'm asking that is because, again, uh, someone mentioned this earlier, and Kimmy's listening a lot of good things here, such as ammo, food, supplies, armor. Uh, but I think that the aspect of trade is going to be, what can you sell someone that they can't get on their own? That becomes the issue. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, there are certain things that maybe you have to go all the way to the Goss system to buy that cannot be bought in Stanton, cannot be bought in Pyro, cannot be purchased. And so those items for me now, if I say, well, I can just go up and get this on. So if I take myself on over to Hurston myself, but if you've decided to jump eight, you know, systems, you know, and you're bringing me this stuff then that's going to really say, hey, wow, I, I've never seen that before. Where'd you get this? Oh, we picked this up over mm-hmm. and so-and-so. Now, you know, there's a reason for me to want to buy from you. But again, to, to, yeah. uh, to, to your points, Tenth, there are going to be those regular necessities that people are just going to want to yeah. buy to save themselves a trip. Fast cart, we're going to say. I have, a, I have an endeavor, and my, and my plan in, in, in the verse is to use my endeavor to manufacture or alter component or overclock them and mm-hmm. using the super collider and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then use my merchantman to 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 sell to sell those overclock components 
absolutely and 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 you know i'm gonna be min maxing and everything like that so if you want a specific uh number uh, statistic for your component or shield or cooler or whatever you can come to me and 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 and, and, and i'll have it yep. as opposed to trying to get a get a generic one from an npc on, on some planet that makes sense that makes sense yep. components items like that that you like you said you can't find them any place else that you can purchase them um there's there's a lot of opportunity here and people are gonna have to be very imaginative and cig will also have to be just as imaginative too to drive people to do trade at that do level this. uh you know yeah. what's going to make it worth the risk of me going places i'm even thinking about like with the pioneer with base building right there are going to be certain materials raw materials that they'll need so maybe as a trader i go out and acquire those items and where there's a base being built i come in and land in my trading ship hopefully a larger one and say, hey, I've got some of these materials that are pretty hard. You can't find them. They're scarce here. But I did pick them up over in this asteroid belt, and I saw, you know, bought the stuff there, and I bring it. There's a lot of ways that we can do trade in the game. Um, let's jump into something real quick. I know we touched on it a little bit. The Herald and the Terrapin. Uh, data. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about what can people do with trading for data? What, what are some things that we think will be viable for, for data? And the Star Runner uh, falls into this category, too, obviously. But those are the honor roll ships, the Herald and the Terrapin. They don't have a lot of... In fact, they have zero cargo space when you look at their listing. But they do have something of value. Go ahead, Tenth. What were you going to say? Yeah, I, I think that being able to trade... Um, like, information is going to be huge. So what kind of information are you going to be brokering? Well, uh, it could be locations of, you know, uh, rare materials. It could be if you're in like the arms business, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, locations of, you know, uh, wares or factories that are off the grid that are producing some mm. of that, like you were saying, you know, what I think of is the information that's bespoke. So FC, when you say I'm selling uh, uh, or components that are specially made, you know, um, I'm imagining you're gonna want a certain type of customer right mm -hmm. like you're not gonna want everybody just coming through your shop um and that that's going to be some of the information that i think you could broker um this is in a, addition to like what quinn was saying um you know bounty uh bounty data you know like if somebody knows mm -hmm. you know where a location of a bounty is the you know sharing that yeah. but there it has to be more encompassing so that the it, i need to pay to know where to get something that will lead for me that will lead me to extra value right like mm -hmm. if i know that fc is selling these components for x amount of dollars or i know that a bounty is at large and a system that's off the grid or i know that there's a system that is off the grid that an explorer hasn't turned into the cartography services but that he keeps for himself and dishes out to you know certain orgs of people there's a premium on that and um people will pay for that if it leads them to more value in right. in whatever they're going to be undertaking so um that's kind of my take on it um mm -hmm. your data runners are just going to be people who are going to be brokering knowledge right yeah. like you need to know you you want to know someone hit me up because i probably know a little bit about it mm -hmm. and can um figure out how to get it and obtain it uh so for it so so it's useful for you so it's not only ship related but it's also kind of career related as well right we have some things in the game right now even you guys know like where the junkyards are right they're never on the map 
You know what I mean? When you try to bring them up, unless you happen to know how to look for this certain mountain, at this certain color, at this certain angle, over this certain OM spot, that's how you find it. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pain mm -hmm. in the butt, right? But if somebody does, as you said, to have that data, right? That says this is where these guys are selling a chop shop, right? <laughs> where you can take your right. ship and sell it. You can sell the information. The other thing that I think people forget about is that the star map, which you see on the star map, is not the universe. The star map is what's of the known universe. So there's right, still right. stuff that we don't even know about that's going to be planted in the universe. Everything from, as you mentioned, secret bases, um, bounty areas where pirates are, all types of stuff. And so the question becomes, when I want to find this information to even navigating a wormhole, right? That's yeah, going to be valuable huge. information, yeah. valuable information. Uh, when a wormhole is moves into a new location, when it's disappeared, now there's another one in a different spot. There are going to be all these different aspects of information that could be traded. And then, of course, we get into the whole combat aspect, right? Uh, Fastcart, as far as data, any thoughts you have in relation to that as far as it being tradable or, you know, the importance of it or anything? Um. Yeah, exploration, um, finding new planets or metal ore, mm. data, data, data gathering. Um, another aspect of the um, endeavor is that you can uh, it has a telescope. One of the mm. modules is, is a telescope, so you mm. can do deep-based um, search and stuff like that. And maybe because of a certain atmosphere content or certain way that planet acts or whatever, you can um, predict what, what, what minerals are in that planet, and you can solve mm. that maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All valuable information. Um, and, and one thing I'll say too, Griff, before we wrap this piece up, uh, or what we're going to do next, the um, uh, think about land beacons, you know, and the buying those, putting them down, you know, how might a, uh, a data runner or information broker use beacons as a way to, you know, sell to the highest bidder? Listen, I found a premium, premium spot somewhere in X amount of space. These minerals are here. These things are there. You know, you're acting like a real estate agent for places that aren't, you know, are yet to be found. You know, who's going to pay top dollar for, you know, that information and to get access to buying the land off of, you know, myself or someone you're brokering the information for. There's all kinds of, there are all kinds of uh, configurations you can have with that. I think it'd be a pretty cool if they could pull it off. Very cool. Okay, well, if I don't move the uh, pictures here of my buddies too much off the screen, uh, we're getting ready to wrap up for today, but we want to do a little surprise thing. Uh, last week... Surprise? Yes, a surprise. Um, <clears throat> last week, we hit a milestone for Soul Citizens. Tenth, you don't know about this, Fast Cart knows. <clears throat> we actually made money from our subscribers. <laughs> and we got our first check from Twitch. And so we want to do a giveaway. We didn't advertise it because we wanted people that come to our show regularly to be the people who have the best shot at getting it. And if we advertised it on the announcement, ah, Schema Era. Hey, Schema, good to see you. I said you said you're going to visit. It's good to have you here. Awesome. Uh, we wanted to be able to put this out, this giveaway for you guys. So we're going to ask that you would put in chat exclamation talon exclamation talent and hopefully this is going to work guys so i'm you know y'all know how it is when people be trying to do giveaways for the first time they be acting all crazy that's why that uh, earlier when when went out saying that uh, somebody had won and it wasn't true so put in exclamation talent if you are interested in the talent 
Uh, we are going to do that in about two minutes. Fat Docs 8, thank you for the follow. We appreciate that. And it came in Schema Era, thank you for the subscription. Totally, totally love uh, that you did that for us today. Uh, let's see. Uh, We're gonna, you, yeah, go ahead, Fastcart. Are you going to mention where's Talon? No, Talon of your choice. How about that? All right. Talon of your let's choice. Fastcart, how come your name popped in here? You didn't put your name in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. Put in exclamation talent. He says also rigged. No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> All right. But this will be the talent of your choice. So if you want the talent fighter or the talent missile boat, the strike is a strike, right? Uh, all you have to do is let me know which one you prefer, and that'll be the one that you will get. So, Kimmy, you can't be in here. No people of Soul Citizens can put in for this. Rigged. Um, people already saying big already. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh hey, thank you guys for being here today. And it looks like we got oh wow, we got a good amount of people who have jumped in. Let me make these people eligible that I know just, Oh, Kimmy subscribe. They're still not gonna get you a strike, buddy. I appreciate you subscribing. <laughs> but um, now Kimmy's one of our guys no, on the it team. Wasn't, you it, guys know it that. wasn't Kimmy, it was Schema. Oh, um, got the gift. Yeah. You got a gift subscription. Yeah. Awesome, Schema. All right, thank you, Schema. All right, we are almost there. Looks like we got a good group of folks here that are lined up. And we are gonna give it a... Oh, wow. Another one. Thank you so much. Urban Burger, thank you for the follow. Let's see here. We've got some great subs coming in. Awesome. Thank you, guys. This will help for the next giveaway. Oh, my God. There we go. Another one. This is awesome. Okay. Oh, uh, Schema, get, get, get the five. Get five. Oh, my God. Schema, thank yeah. you. That is so awesome. All right, he's going to make it so we can give away another ship not too far from now. Star Helix got one. Awesome. James Brown. I love James Brown, guys. Sorry. Okay, let's see. We're going to go ahead and kick this off. Crutan, thank you for the follow. All right, we've given our three minutes, and we are about to roll the dice and see what's up here. Hang on one second. All right, three, two, one. And guns... Guns and glue. Guns and glue. Guns and glue. Guns and glue. Congratulations. You are the winner of a what is it? Esperia talent. Uh do me a favor. Let me know via let's see. Let's do this via you should be able to send it to Soul Citizens Twitch as a message. Send us your email. Make sure it's your email for your RSI account. Or you can send it to soulcitizens at gmail.com, soulcitizens at gmail.com. Try to do both for me. This is our first time. We want to make sure we get your information. Let us know whether you want the uh, the base talent, the fighter, or if you want the missile boat, the strike. And we will get that out to you ASAP. And we really appreciate that. Thank you guys for participating in our very first raffle. Actually, this is our second one. We did one a while back. And I can't remember what we gave away. We gave away something. And uh, I think it was like a... A, a p52 or something like that and somebody who oh, got okay. it they're they like oh, i already got one something like that so it didn't really go very <laughs> far but uh anyway we did this one today so we appreciate you guys uh once uh, again yeah fast cart if you want to if you want to discord information or 
gun glue you try to use discord command just going all our um information down below and click on that and you'll find it there we've got a link there for our discord do the discord one not the friday night live one just do the one in discord and that'll bring you in and that way you can drop us the message information as well and you can dm me directly griffin gaming rpg if you want to go through there and that'll be awesome Okay, it's been a long night, but a fun night and very informative night. Yeah. Uh, Tenth, any last words before you guys tell people where people can find you, where they can see you, where they can talk to you? Yeah, yeah, I know. Great show tonight. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Um, pretty much, you can find me um, uh, if I'm not here on Solo Citizens. I'll be on uh, Channel 27 News on Tuesdays. Uh, Griff and I uh, are. You'll, you'll see Griff there as well too. But we cover some of the news in the verse. Um, but I'll be bouncing around. A whole bunch of discourse uh so that i'm not streaming currently but doing shows like this is a tremendously fun for me uh so sundays and tuesdays find me on one of these different places and fc how about you you can find me on twitter at twitter.com for slash fast underscore cart i also don't stream but i appear on other people's stream on the i'm on the base radio with miss hart that's 80s show on tuesday night at 8 p.m eastern um shiver has um, a couple of streams on wednesday and friday for his um vampire the masquerade role-playing game you can find me there and in, in the chat and sometimes on relay sometimes on paul shelley's captain table i'm all over the place Absolutely. And uh, as uh, uh, Tint said, uh, we, we kind of frequent some of the same places, but uh, I want to give some shout outs to some people again. And the fact that we were able to hit this great landmark today with our Twitch uh, special shout out to the folks at Relay. Thank you to Paul Shelley. Thank you to Captain Richard. Thank you to Uber Nerd. Uber Nerd. Uber Nerd. You are the man. Thank you so much. Uh, Schema, thank you for tonight and coming by and, and for the... Uh, the uh, gifts that you gave today, the special gifts that you gave out to folks. And to all of you guys who've been really supportive of us, we are going into our fourth month fast card. What was this? Episode 20, what, four, 23? 24? So I 24? don't know how many episodes it is. Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys for the support that you've been giving. Also, don't forget, we got a new show that started uh, Friday Night Live. Comes on at uh, was it 11.30 Eastern Time, 10.30 Central Time. And it is our live talk show. It's like it's like a radio show where you can come in and talk to us and you come in Discord and you participate in our show. Our questions are live questions that you could talk to us and ask questions about what's going on in Star Citizen for that week. We usually cover ISC and SCL and just have a really good conversation. Kimmy's been on the last couple of weeks and we've been having a lot of fun with that. And so hopefully I can get these other two guys on. Fast Cart's got another life, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, we'll get 10th on one night too. Nerdy Times TV, thank you. Ravi West, thank you. Spurcato, thank you. Crutan, thank you guys for the follows. We appreciate you guys even jumping in in the midnight hour. We appreciate you. We're going to go ahead and put out a raid on someone. I think I'm going to shoot for Tyrant Merchant. Tyrant Merchant. So give me a second to type that in. You guys say hello to Tyrant Merchant. Even if you don't hang around, just give him a shout. Uh, tell him, hey, from the Soul Citizens. And we hope you guys have a really, really good week. Thanks again for hanging out with us on a Sunday. Any last words, uh, Fast Cart? The Kraken probably too much. How much? <laughs> good one. Okay, uh, we're going to start loading up for Tyrant Merchant here, gang. Ooh, what did that happen there? Oh, I see my screens all just went blank all of a sudden. I'm like, what happened? All right. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a good mm -hmm. one. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for everything. As always, peace, love, and soul. We're out of here. Have a good one. <laughs>